Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. What's going on, Facebook and Twitter? It's your guys over here at Belly Up Fantasy Live, Tom, Billy, and Ryan back after our hiatus. Uh, Let's get into week 13, man. Can't wait to talk to y'all about it. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's week 13 uh, here at Belly Up Fantasy Live. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Pinto. With me, as always, my crew, my boys, senior analysts from Belly Up Fantasy, Billy Witt at Ryan, at Real Ryan Hicks, Ryan Hicks, and at BWitt24. Uh, and then football department head and senior analyst at Belly Up um, baby. Billy, Ryan, how y'all doing this uh, recovering from Thanksgiving? You're Hey, man, I'm just happy to be back. Me too. I missed it. We back, baby. We back, and it's it's Wednesday. It's a Wednesday wine night with the boys because old Trace McSorley uh, came in, and he did it up, you know. We'll talk about that at the end of the show because I want to finish with that. That's going to be a really good one. But, Ryan, let's go ahead and get that intro. Let's go in. Let's get in on this, man. It's been a while. All right, there we go. Week 13 is here, and we are back in the, with a bang. After missing some time, we return from our hang. Playoffs draw near. There's much to be done, so let's talk about games and have a little fun. We're back with the crew who just can't be beat. We leave all our opponents wallowing in defeat. So right. let's cover those matchups. Let's get it all prepared. If you listen to us, you should never be scared because we've got your back with every matchup. If you – if you are behind, it's time to catch up because the clock is ticking. Time is running out. These weeks are important, and that and there's no doubt. So we four wise men come to bring you gifts of good knowledge, the kind of fantasy, not the kind from college. <laughs> if you help, <laughs> if you help with the win, there's much. There's much is so true. 
so get into the convo. We want to hear from you. Let's all talk some football. Wouldn't that be all swell? Everyone is welcome except Jason Goodell because <laughs> fire and those two are too gassy our takes are too hot and our hosts are too classy so let's start with this show without further delay we've got so much to, of good football to, t- to cover today since i have your attention let's get this off our chest thank you for listening we think y'all are the best ryan with the fire lyrics all day every day thanks brother yeah that was that was just a moment ago. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. Before we get into our uh, first live re- of our uh, one of our favorite sponsors, man, is there anything from this crazy week you want to talk about or highlight real quick before we get into the games of this upcoming week? Uh, this is the longest week of football in NFL history. Started last week uh, Thursday at eleven thirty hour time, twelve thirty Eastern, and go all the way to this Wednesday at about what five o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock Eastern. So longest week of football in history. Uh, anything that y'all just really stuck out to y'all? AJB's a man-child. Yeah. AJB's a man-child. And the Steelers aren't really as good as that record. No, we'll get into not. the Ravens later, but ooh, Pittsburgh's really not that great. They're vulnerable. Yeah, they are vulnerable. It's pretty scary. Um, and like you were saying, Ryan, like, Injuries, concerns like that. Who's in, who's out, who's practicing, who's not, who's upset, who's going to kind of, I guess, you know, call it quits for the year. We'll have to see and find out. But uh, first, let's talk about one of our favorite sponsors, guys. We've got a little logo of them, for, of them in the corner. Uh, support for Belly Up Fantasy Live comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Man, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Man, I remember prior to my Manscaped days, uh, before I got refined, you know, it was always scary taking that Gillette razor down there and just being like, oh, is it going to – oh. You know, not wanting to mess with it. There were a couple times I nicked myself, too, and I was pretty scared. uh, And I stopped for, like, four months, and my wife wasn't too happy about that. But now with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, it's awesome. Revolutionary, if you would. Uh, And that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has has redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. uh, So the trimmer cuts around your nuts but not your nuts and it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower which is super great tis the season to manscape so get yourself your dad your brother and your friends the best gift of all the manscape perfect package 3.0 get 20 percent off and free shipping when you use the code belly up fantasy at manscape.com get uh, your balls will thank you later um and just to reiterate that guys one more time 20 percent off and free shipping for this holiday season if you use promo code belly up fantasy at manscape.com 20% off and free shipping can't beat that. So, guys, let's get into our Week 13 matchups finally and a game that I was extremely excited about when I saw it on the docket at the beginning of the season. Now I'm just like, gosh, can it get over with? Uh, we'll just kind of have to wait and see, especially with the, the new news in Houston uh, with the suspension of Will Fuller and Brian Roby. So Indianapolis heads to Houston, 7-4 and four Colts against the – uh, four and seven Houston Texans, 51.5 over under, which is pretty scary thinking about what Indianapolis can do. But Deshaun Watson is a beast. Um, 
Watson has a QB rating of uh, 112.5. He's a QB six on the year. Last week he was the QB one, 33.1 points. He faces a middle of the middle of the pack defense, 17th against the quarterback, giving up about 18.39 points uh, to the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson's gonna have to do this all by himself. I mean, he has no supporting cast at all. So this is the Watson game for me. Um, if he can beat that Darius Leonard defense, uh, he's gonna have to do it with his legs, with his arms. He's going to just have to – it's him and J.J. Watt, I guess, in this game, right, guys? Um, on the opposite side, the only guy I really want to talk about is, come on, he's had a week off. He's been rested. The big thing about this kid was how many reps he took in his career at the University of Wisconsin. Well, Jonathan Taylor touchdown, guys. He's been rested now. Let's go. Rookie season. He's the running back 20 on the year. He's only underperformed by 2.7 points all year long, so that's pretty good considering his usage in this Frank Wright offense. He's out there. He's getting 45 in a, in a buck, I guess, for the opportunity share. So about a half percent less than Nehemiah Hines, which is really good uh, considering how they use him. So uh, that's pretty much all I want to touch on, guys. Billy, do you have anything on this? Yeah, divisional matchup. You know, Texans at home against uh, Colts is always a fun game. Uh, usually a little more high scoring than you expect. Uh, no DeForest Buckner in the middle for the Colts has really brought that defense back to earth. So I'm not so worried for Deshaun Watson. I think uh, Brandon Cook's going to benefit a lot. No Will Fuller on the other side of the field. And the Colts have actually been getting beat by the tight end position a little bit. So maybe a little Jordan Aikens, they get in the red zone. Also rumors that uh, David Johnson may be coming back off the IR this week. So uh, if he gets a little bit of his weapons back, run game with no DeForest Buckner, he might be in good shape. As far as the Colts go, Michael Pittman Jr. getting a lot of targets, kind of warming up there. Phillip Rivers loves a big body receiver down the field. And a T.Y. Hilton siding last week, so... Uh, not not a good sign for the Texans defense right now. Who's you know they've struggled all year, especially against the run, giving up the, the second most rushing yards in the NFL, 15 rushing touchdowns. Hopefully, this might be a little breakout game for Jonathan Taylor. Give us guys who uh, spent that high draft pick on him a little bit of dividends right here before the playoffs. Yeah, for me, I am all about Watson in this matchup. The Fuller suspension is concerning. It take, but uh, they have another guy who can take the top off of a defense and Cooks. Uh, and just next man up. I know they cut stills, so I'm really interested. Cobb's on the IR. I don't know if he gets back, when he gets back. So maybe some of them tight end options would be good options this week. But again, it's the Colts. How good of an option are they against that defense? Uh, I don't want to touch any of the RBs in this game, honestly. I'm no longer a fully belie- full believer in JTT just because of the volume that he's getting. I don't think he's getting enough. Um, Hines, they tend to do better when they're losing, and I don't know if they're going to be losing this game. Wilkins is a little banged up. I just don't like the RBs in this. Give me some tight end action on both sides, actually. I wish I knew which tight end for uh, Indy to pick. Tom, what are you looking at here? You know, I have to disagree on the running back side of things. So when I look at Houston, I mean, like we said, we lost Will Fuller. Uh, You know, you're really down to Brandon Cooks. And then your next option at receiver right now with Cobb being on IR, it's Kiki QT, Isaiah Coulter, that's really it. That's all their receivers that are currently listed on depth chart. I mean, you might bring up some practice squad guys, but it's you're not making big moves. So it seems like you're going to have to rely on the run, at least to some extent. I think this is going to be, oddly enough, I think I'm smashing the under on this. I think both teams are going to want to run the ball a lot. Um, like I said, you know, Houston, you lost a lot of receivers, so you're going to rely on that to, to burn clock and try and stay in the game. Indy, on the other hand, Houston's allowed the second most points to running backs this year. Even with J.J. Watt out there, they're letting up a lot of points to the run. 
So I don't know if it's going to be JTT. I don't know if it's going to be um, Naheem Hines. It could be either one. But, I mean, between the two of them with against a weak run defense, Philip Rivers a bit banged up uh, after last week. He almost came out last week, came out for a play or two. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them running the ball a, a good bit on both sides of this. And it kind of leans me towards the under. <clears throat> But with that, boys, I believe it brings us to the next game, which uh, I don't know that it's much prettier. Uh, Cincinnati going into Miami. Somehow Miami's seven and four. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm very surprised by that one. I did not anticipate that. Um, obviously, the big news here we haven't really talked about it yet. Joe Burrow, unfortunate. Uh, I know all of us were pretty uh, pretty disappointed when we saw that. You never like to see a guy like you know, with his talent, go down with a, a severe injury. So prayers up to him. Um, but with him being out, Miami has arguably a, a shutdown defense at this point. They're pretty top-tier defense at this point in the season. Um, no Burrow. I mean, I don't, it sounds like you might have um, Brandon Allen starting. You know, your other option would only be what Ryan Finley, I think, is their backup at that point. It's it's not pretty in the in the quarterback room there for Cincinnati, so you're going to have to run the ball, uh, I would think. So it's Giovanni Bernard since Mixon's on IR. I'm kind of fading Cincinnati because of that. All the receivers, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I I want to have them, but against Miami's defense, I just can't do it. Um, two, I'm still not sold on, so I'm trying to hand the ball off here. Uh, I'm big on Miami's running backs. I think they'll get ahead and just start pounding the ball front clock. Yeah, I think you're right on most of those points, but I got to talk about T. Higgins, my guy, man. We talked about him all season long and how he's just been developing in this offense. You take away his guy, Joe Burrow, who's going to be – they're going to be a tandem for the rest of their career in the NFL. But with the new quarterback, it doesn't seem that bad. Uh, last week he went 5-for-5 five for, five for 44 and a touchdown, so perfect on the day. Um, was the wide receiver 23 and scored 15.4 points. Um, he does. Miami's defense is pretty good, but over the last four weeks, for some reason, they've dropped down to the 23rd ranked defense against wide receivers, giving up about 41 points to the wide receiver position, uh, close to 780 yards and three touchdowns, uh, catching about 60 balls on this defense. So I think T. Higgins has a good game. Um, he's exceeded expectations by about 15 points. And he's out there for about 600 snaps this entire season. So I like him in this offense. He's he, he's going to be the dude, and he's just showing his work ethic and what he's just put into this uh, to this Cincinnati offense. Um, on the opposite side, though, man, Devontae Parker back with – I hope Fitzpatrick plays, man. Uh, you like to see that guy play, and you just feel like every game is a revenge game for him because he's been around the league so much. Um but him and Parker together are something special. Uh, many titles were won last season on the backs of Devontae Parker, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, could this happen again this year? We'll see. I own Devontae Parker in a couple weeks. So I'm pretty excited. He goes up against the 29th worst defense in Cincinnati, giving close to 50 points uh, to the wide receiver position over the past four weeks. Um, seven touchdowns against this defense through the air. Crazy. And Devontae Parker's a – you know he's a – a ball hawk in the end zone. So the wide receiver 11, uh, close to 20 points last week, and he had a 36% target share in this offense, 119 yards. He's the wide receiver 29 overall, 110 points, call it. Man, I really like both these wide receivers in this matchup. Like you were saying, though, Tom, uh, I really don't want to 
guess on the Miami running back because whoever it is is going to be good. Uh, Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, bummer with Burrow going down for the Bengals. This offense was really starting to turn into one of those fantasy offenses that you really just wanted to have a piece, and it really didn't matter which. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins both looked great with Burrow. Unfortunately, I think Higgins might be the only guy of any value in the passing game uh, right now without Burrow. He seems to be the number one target. Took that job over very well, looking great. If you have him in Dynasty, you're you're super stoked about him, uh, even though he had a slow start to the year. Uh, they do have one nice matchup in the playoffs. I think they got Dallas uh, week one, but uh, date with the Steelers championship week, I believe. Uh, so not a whole lot of use out of those guys for the rest of this year, unfortunately. And the Dolphins, yeah, if you have Devontae Parker, you're, you're really hoping for some Fitzmagic back in there. He just gets so many targets. Gusecki scored last week, kind of keeping you afloat if you've been riding the Gusecki train. Uh, Ryan's been telling you since June to get have Gusecki. So he, he's been relatively consistent, you know, a couple missed weeks, but – I still like him where I have him. I still feel like I have a good value at tight end when I plug him in. Um, you know, not a whole lot going on in this game. Uh, with that with that Dolphins defense, um, you know, really temper your expectations for your Bengals especially. And maybe outside of Devontae Parker, I'm not sure if I am too excited about uh, a Dolphin other than Gusecki as well, I guess. Yeah, for me, this is a bad matchup for Cincinnati. I don't want any part of that because Miami's defense is pretty solid. Uh, I know they haven't been as hot lately, but um, with this magic in the game, I'm really going to be looking again like I always do. I'll be diving back into Jacecki. I like him better. Obviously, Tua can get there, but right now, if it's magic, it's more fantasy relevant. Uh, T. Parker, you already said, what, is Gaskin coming back? Because once he comes back, he becomes my no-brainer. Until then, I don't like that backfield that much with Ahmed being injured as well. Y'all have anything else you want to add on this? T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, man, those two guys are pretty consistently – they have consistent floors. Even without Burrow, it's, I've been kind of impressed. We were talking about Higgins last week, and he scored right in the middle of us talking about him. So I, I'm done underrating that guy. He's a safe play most weeks. Yeah. Are we done with that game? All right. Well, that brings us to our next game, which is – Detroit at Chicago, over under 44. Give me that under. Um, For me, I I have a ton of question marks with this game just because I don't know the health and the status of a lot of these studs yet. I'll be feeling better about this game maybe Saturday when we get more time to – is Swift going to be playing? Uh, I expected big things maybe. That didn't happen. Uh, on Johnson kind of showed a little spark, which I don't believe in. Uh, Trubisky is an interesting play just because of the ground game aspect of him. Same with Montgomery. If Chicago can get up on Detroit early, because, you know, Stafford hasn't looked 100%. Uh, A-Rob obviously is huge value. doesn't matter which quarterback there is. looks like Cole Komet's emerging as a tight end for Chicago. I mean, he didn't have the greatest game, but the target share looked like it was there. So, for me, Komet is an interesting play moving forward, especially in to uh, playoffs if you were a Kittle owner. I just don't like Detroit so much in this game, and I'm going to be leaning uh, Chicago with an interesting matchup with Trubisky might create some fantasy relevance here. Tom, what do you think? I don't believe in Trubisky, and even if it's Foles, you guys know I don't believe in him. Um, I mean, with that being said, Detroit's defense is pretty putrid. Most points allowed to running backs, seventh most allowed to quarterbacks, eighth most allowed to wide receivers. Uh, it's not great. Uh, so, I mean, if you have somebody from Chicago, I mean, the running backs, I'm pretty big on, um, you know, if you have Montgomery, you're going to play him. Even Cordell Patterson, I feel like could have some relevance in this game and, uh, you know, deeper leagues. Um, on the other side with Detroit, 
like you said, everybody's banged up. Stafford's been banged up. Swift is technically listed as out right now. Galladay out. Amendola out. Cephas questionable. Like it's, I'd be very hesitant at this moment to put anybody in my lineup. But like you said, later in the weekend, we might get some, some clear picture as far as who it might be. Yeah, I the only guy I really like on the Detroit side that I guess is probably going to play is TJ Hawkinson, right? Go uh go Iowa Billy. <laughs> the tight end 6 last week, 13.9 points. I mean, eight targets, five receptions, eight, almost 90 yards. He should have scored on one of those plays, I believe. Uh but the tight end 3 on the year, 520 snaps. He's a rock. Uh, where you drafted him, you're really excited, uh, 130 points. And he faces a defense that gives up 15.10 points to the fantasy tight end or to the tight end, um, two touchdowns and almost 200 yards, 6.9 yards a rip to the tight end position, about 21 po- total points. Um, I guess they just sell up for the run, I guess. I don't know. But the division rivalry between this game, between these two teams should be pretty fun. I like Hawk in this game. Uh, on the opposing, opposing side, like Tom mentioned, Monty, man, the running back six on the year, uh, 25 points last week. There was that run of 58, 9, 58, 59 yards where I was like, golly. And he just looked like an elite running back. He just looked like he was faster than everyone else on the field. I'm like, where has this guy been all year? Uh, if I've seen this two or three times uh, this season, I'd be really excited, but that was the first time I saw it. So I really liked Monty uh, in this matchup going against the worst run defense in the league over the past four weeks, um, giving up about 41 points to the running back position. So I really like Monty in this game, guys. Uh, Billy, I know I probably stole the um, Hawkeye from you. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's all right, man. Uh, the Lions side of the ball, the only guy you really are starting with confidence right now is Hawkins, and he's the only guy without an injury designation that's probably on your roster, unfortunately, for the Lions. It's been another one of those years. I am interested to see how they bounce back. The the teams that have fired their coaches this year have had really strong outings um, shortly after. You know, I'm not sure if that's typical or not, but it has been a thing this year. Uh, as far as the Bears go, Allen Robinson, uh, he's been doing his thing. I like Darnell Mooney. I mean, if you need a flex guy and you're in a real bad spot, he's getting the targets, and he's he's going to start making some plays pretty quick. He's going to be on a lot of guys' radar sooner than later. And uh, if if Montgomery can't do it uh, in this game, uh, have you a big old day right before the playoffs, help you get a win if you're needing one. Um, you know, I'm not sure it's coming, but the Lions defense, terrible against the running backs. They've given up, uh, you know, Seven rushing touchdowns over the last month, 545 yards rushing, and David Montgomery's finally looking a little bit healthy. So if there's a guy I'm pretty confident in playing finally this year, it's David Montgomery. You guys got anything else here? All right, take us to our next game real fast. We got uh, New Orleans visiting the Falcons, who won four of their last five games. Uh, New Orleans is number one against fantasy quarterbacks in the last month, and they're also giving up the second fewest points to running backs. Not that Atlanta really runs the ball much. Uh, they've allowed single-digit points in three of their last four, and the one game that wasn't single digits, they only allowed 13 points. So their defense is just playing really well right now. Atlanta's allowing the ninth most points to quarterbacks, uh, but they are allowing the fewest points to running backs over the last month. So that defense has really kind of turned around since the firing of Dan Quinn, especially against the running back position. They were getting slaughtered. Kamara's really suffering right now as far as uh, you know what we're used to having from him this season. He's just not getting the targets without Drew Brees back there. No dump-offs. Latavius Murray, solid if he gets the carries. I mean, he's a good guy to have on your roster. If he gets the volume, 
he's an NFL running back, guys. I mean, he's he's an awesome player. We saw it last week. Uh, just just a huge man out there. And is Julio going to be healthy for the Falcons? He scored 43 points last week without him. However, when they played the Saints two weeks ago, Julio still only had two catches for 39 yards. I, I like the Saints in this one big. I just think the defense is going to get it done with uh, maybe a lingering injury with Julio. Ridley with, with a little ankle bang up at the end of that game. So uh, Falcons might be in for another buck kicking. Yeah, for me, we need Breeze back if you're a Kamara injury uh, owner because this has been painful. But MT seems to have looked good with Taysom Hill regardless. He finally is looking like the guy that we were expecting to see. Uh, Taysom has such a solid floor with his ground game, but he's really like a bigger Lamar at this point. I don't like what I'm seeing in the passing game yet. He hasn't had to, though, so I don't know if he can do it or not. Uh, I'm with you on Murray. I love him. Is Atlanta healthy? Is Julio there? I don't like the offense if Julio's out. I do like to tag into that offense a little bit if Julio's in because they're probably going to be behind and they're going to have to launch the ball. So Julio slash Ridley slash Gage uh, slash Hurst might be options if Julio plays. If not, I'm all about avoiding Atlanta this week. Uh, Tom, what are you looking at? I mean, as far as Atlanta goes, you're definitely right. If Julio is out, that hurts that team, especially since, uh, I mean, you'll get, you know, like we said, Ridley banged up, Gurley banged up, Hurst banged up. Even if they play, are they 100%? If you at least have Julio out there, it's going to draw somebody from the defense over to, to pay some amount of attention to him. Um, on New Orleans, I mean, the biggest thing I got to say, last show I said Taysom Hill going to get his first passing touchdown. I was wrong. It's going to happen this week. I'm sorry. Atlanta's passing D is still it, – it's gotten slightly better, but it's still bad. And at this point, we're two games in, Taysom Hill – albeit no passing touchdowns, uh, the first week, 24.2 points, the second week, 18.5. And that first week, 24.2 points was against the Falcons. I'm expecting another 20-plus point day easily from him. Might even outdo that first one now that he's kind of rolling in it. Uh, but, yeah, Taysom Hill passing touchdown this week. Locked. Uh I love it. I got a question for you, but first I want to talk about one of the guys that's thriving on that uh, Atlanta side, Calvin Ridley, right? Kind of matchup proof right about now. And if he's the wide receiver one without Julio, I think he has a fine day as well. Um, The New Orleans defense giving up about 39 points to the uh, wide receivers over the past four weeks and three touchdowns, almost 800 yards. So that's pretty good. Uh, Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver 13 on the year, exceeding expectations about 18 points. And he's the wide receiver 17 from last week. He had a 6, 9, 50, and 1 day. So good job, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Now, to Taysom Hill, there's a little bit of a, you know, I guess a stigma. I'm not going to hide it. Uh, I'm in a couple ESPN leagues, and I don't care what anyone says. I I was the fastest one in my league to get him, put him in my tight end position, and I have been playing him in my tight end position I don't care. This is fantasy football, guys. I don't care. So call me a cheater. Call me the, the evil guy. I don't care. My One of my favorite gifts is that Thanos gift of him in that chair, right? So whatever. I've had to play by the rules uh, otherwise because I haven't been able to make roster moves or changes. And I do have Kalen Balage as one of my flex plays. So I had a zero-point game out of my flex guy last week. So it kind of evens out, right? Do you think you still roll with Taysom Hill in the tight end position? Uh, I'm, it's I, I sent you all the picture of it. I'm undefeated in the league, so I should I'm going to cruise into the playoffs. Can I let it ride one more week? What, what do you guys think? 
I'm with you on the Taysom Hill. I, I mean, I did it in our industry league, Chris, that you brought me into uh, in a big week. Uh, I, I made a big leap in points in a, in a really tight league in the backstretch trying to sneak into the playoffs. Did it feel grimy? Yes. But like you said, this is fantasy football. And, uh, hey, I wouldn't expect the guy I'm I'm playing against to do anything but plug him in if they had him on their roster too. So, hey, the rules changed. I cut him loose and went back to tight ends. I'm pretty lucky I had Evan Ingram in a nice matchup, so I wasn't too worried about Taysom Hill. I wanted to load up maybe for a playoff push. However, I did plug him in with confidence, one big, and I needed it. So I'll take it. I mean, hey, rules are rules. If he's If you can put a player at that position – why can't like why shouldn't you? You look at like fantasy baseball. I don't know how many of us play that. I've only played it a few times. That is a whole lot. Uh, but you look at a lot of players, they're they're utility players. You can play them at first base, second base, third base, short shortstop, outfield. If he's played at the position, put him there. He's played a lot at tight end. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Uh, I think I'm gonna roll with him one more week. Uh just just before the playoffs, you know, kind of check the landscape out. Um, I can take a loss, right? It doesn't matter if you're undefeated in regular season. Not all that matters is the ship, uh, and you thrive to get there, right? So, guys, Thrive Fantasy. Come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus uh, on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today, guys. Let's move on to the Jaguars and the Vikings. One in 10 Jaguars versus five and six Vikings. Did not think that was going to happen by the uh, at the beginning of the season. I thought the Vikings were going to steamroll some people. Uh, but the over-under is 52 points. I'm going to go the under on this game uh, just because Mike Glennon's going to be starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The neck uh, came out and said it today, or Adam Schefter tweeted it out today. Uh, last week, he was the QB 11, though, 18 points. He faces the eighth worst defense against uh, the quarterback position. So that's okay, but it's Mike Glenn, right? On the opposite side of that, you got, you got Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback three last week, 26.2 points. Uh, pretty much on the shoulders, though, of Justin Jefferson. Last week, the wide receiver six, 26 points. He faces the 27th worst defense this week, giving up close to 47 points to the wide receiver position over the past four weeks. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen now coming back off of IR uh, should beast this game. But then you always got to talk about Dalvin Cook, right? The running back two on the year. Uh, He's exceeded expectations by about 61 points on the year. He's facing a defense that's giving up about 21 points to the running back position. So I like a lot of these guys uh, from Minnesota, but you really have all year long. On the opposite side, I had to I had to do it. This guy, Oshag Hennessy, baby. O'Sha- James O'Shaughnessy, baby, out there over the course of the past three weeks, uh, increased his snap count up to about 50%. Um, and he's commanded a 7% target share, which isn't a lot, but compared to zero, Pretty good. Um, last week was the tight end 22. Uh, he was targeted about six times, so you kind of like that. And I like the build of him. Uh, big old guy, and he's getting about 8.2 yards uh, per, per target. So you like that with the neck. Um, Billy, did I miss anybody? I know you all have some guys that I, I missed on for sure. Yeah, for the Jags, uh, the Jags offense is a crapshoot for me outside of James Robinson. I'm a huge DJ Chark fan, but like Ryan and I were talking right before we went live here, you know, is he going to play? Is he, you know, limited today with a chest injury? And and he's kind of been hit or miss anyway this year. I mean, he's had some big days and mixed in with some days where 
uh, you know, definitely wasn't playable if you would have had your choice looking back on it. So staying away from the Jags, James Robinson, I love this guy, RB4 and PPR. Uh, is third in the NFL in rushing yards. So with the volume he's getting in both running the ball and the passing game, he's a starter. No brainer for you. Uh, Minnesota, they've won four of their last five coming out of their bye week. And they said they would. Uh, I was listening to some of the Vikings guys on Sirius XM, and they just kept talking about how their whole bye week, they were talking about the little things they were doing that was losing them games, and they seemed to have got it corrected. Uh, their schedule hasn't been that tough. However, a win's in the win in the NFL, and uh, they're getting it done right now. So Dalvin's having a great year, and he's, he's gashing everybody. Did get a little banged up uh, at the end of that game, but it uh, sounds like he'll be fine. Jags allowing the six most points to wide receivers as well. So Cousins in the gang, they're all worth plays. Uh, they're all worth plays this week. We're going to the playoffs, especially here. Play your dogs, Minnesota big. And, and I'll take the over. I think the Jags might score some points. Yeah, to me, I just want to reiterate, J-Rob is a beast. I have him, no matter who he's playing anymore, I am playing him. This is not exactly a plus matchup, but it's above average. So J-Rob goes into every lineup, period. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Uh, if Chark is healthy, I get more excited about this offense. When he's not, there's just not a guy that can make life easier on everybody else. So Chark needs to be healthy. Also, Minshew needs to come back. I'm sick of this joke BS. They're tanking on purpose. Uh, Luton sucks. Everybody sucks except for Minshew. Minshew's a beast. He should go to Chicago. Uh, for me, Cook for sure, although I do want to mention two games in a row, Cook has been beaten up and had to miss plays. Not much time, but he's misplaced two games in a row. And I'm now concerned about not necessarily him, like he's still at RB1, but is he the RB1? No, he's more like the RB11 now for me. Now that's a little bit of exaggeration, but what I'm saying is be careful with slotting him as in a no-brainer in your DFS. Because for me, if you're giving me Henry and Cook, there's no way in hell I'm taking Cook over Henry right now. So just be aware that he is no longer the RB1 that he was before. He's looked a little banged up. The offense is a little bit – I mean, Thielen's coming back, so that should help. Uh, on the other side of the ball, no. Unless Chark plays, nobody outside Robinson for me. Uh, the quarterback situation – actually, Jacksonville just sucks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Tom, what do you think? Why is Minshew not starting? Because people are stupid. Jacksonville's owner is probably the second worst owner in the league. I mean, the only one that's worse is Jerry Jones, let's be honest. So – uh, no, Minshew needs to play. Mike Glenn in the giraffe back there. He had an okay week last week. I'll give him that, but I, it's not going to keep up. Like it's this isn't a guy that's going to come in and play good football week after week. 
or even adequate football. He's going to, he's going to make mistakes. And he, he didn't even have a 60% completion percentage last week. All he did was just not turn the ball over, which if that's, if that's the only requirement, uh, sure. But guess what? Minshew has the chance to actually win games. And unfortunately, I think they're going to try and tank to get rid of Minshew and bring in, you know, one of these, you know, college quarterbacks. I think it's the wrong choice, but with that being said, Jacksonville's defense, like we already kind of went over, bad, bad. So Minnesota, everyone, play everyone. That was all my notes on, on Minnesota. <laughs> um, but what I will say, uh, even with Thielen coming back, uh, Justin Jefferson, last week he went 70 yards, two touchdowns on seven receptions. I'm seeing him go 100-plus with a touchdown, Thielen 100-plus with a touchdown. Same game. What do we think? Is that, is that a, little, a little hot, a little spicy? A little spicy. I don't know if it's as hot as Hoff Sauce, though. Because Hoff mm-hmm. Sauce is handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros. Hoff's original Hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you guys use code BELLYUP to get 10% off of your order at hoffandpepper.com today. That way you can take part in these hot takes that we got. Apparently, I skipped Billy. Did I? I'm sorry, Billy. Oh, no, you're good. I was While we were talking about the Dalvin Cook thing, you know, like Ryan said, a couple games in a row, he's gone down with a couple injuries late. Um, if you're if you're a uh, Dalvin Cook owner, smart to add Alexander Madison right here before the playoffs, just in case something were to happen so you're not really in that uh, – in that in that boat where you don't have either guy and get beat with waiver claim. So think about adding him to your lineup. If you got a spot, make it. You might need him. I mean, hey, that's definitely not wrong. There is – we've always seen handcuffs as a good option in fantasy, especially with a guy that Cook's been a little beat up lately. I mean, you expect it with the volume he's gotten, right? Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the garbage game of the week. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders six and five going into New York to play the New York Garbage Jets at zero and eleven, over under forty seven. It might be over just by the Raiders scoring forty seven points on their own because the Jets are bad. Um, good news for the Jets: Sam Darnold's back. Uh, I don't, I don't know what that does for them though. They're still going to lose by a million. So, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold's back. That's great. Um, doesn't really change the fantasy profile for that team. I'm not touching anybody on the Jets. I haven't all year. I will continue to do the exact same. For the Raiders, though, um, the Jets are allowing the fourth most points to quarterbacks, the seventh most to receivers, fourth most to tight ends. The one thing that they are okay against is the run. They're allowing the 15th most points to running backs, middle of the pack. So I have a feeling that the Raiders, at least to start out this game, are going to throw, 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 throw. 
Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, is more of a garbage time play here. He's going to get yards at the end of the game um, just because they're going to come out hot and be firing on all cylinders against this Jets team. What do we think, boys? I think you're right about that. Josh Jacobs is going to get a big workload this week. Um, But I think Derek Carr, too, uh, has a bounce back week after that horrendous showing last week. 0.6 points. Jeez, like, come on, Derek Carr. You got this high-powered offense. You hit Henry Ruggs every chance you get. Come on, just be the quarterback John Gruden needs. But he's facing the New York Jets, right? Adam Gase and the New York Jets. Over the last four weeks, they've been the worst defense to quarterbacks, giving up close to 30 points uh, per week, over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns to the quarterback position. Um, So Derek Carr, come on, man. Be the dude that we need you to be. Um, On the opposite side, uh, in our group chat between the four of us, man, uh, Denzel Mims, right, Ryan? This was a guy that we were talking about and watching the game, and it just seemed that he, he's just always a little bit faster than the next guy, uh, has that little bit of separation, and he's good for a deep bomb, right? So DFS play all day for this guy, and then if you need the points, Ryan, like in the uh, belly up bowl, this guy, if he's on the waiver, you should probably go get him and plug him in, but I'm pretty sure you probably already have him or he's gone. Uh, but Denzel Mims, the wide receiver, 32 last week, 10 points, targeted eight times. Eight times. That's ridiculous. Uh, Billy, what do you think, man? Yeah, all Raiders for me in this one. Uh, the Jets are allowing the most points to quarterbacks and wide receivers over the last four games. I'm playing all the Raiders I can get. Uh, I really like Henry Ruggs. He's kind of – I love those deep threat Deshaun Jackson-style guys. He's one of them. He's flirting with catching a bomb touchdown every week. They're really looking for him deep, wanting to use that speed that they drafted him for. Um, Aguilar, he's in solid flex considerations for me uh, week in and week out. He's, he's doing well. A couple of times he's burned us, but, uh, but hey, this guy's really playing a lot better football than he did in Philadelphia, coincidentally. Uh, Tom will probably tell you a little bit more as to why that's happening. Uh, but the Jets wide receivers, I like Perryman and Mims. They've been you know getting deep shots with Flacco. Hopefully, uh, you know, Sam Donald's been taking notes. But with Sam Donald back in the lineup, uh, Jameson Crowder all the way. He's the target monster. He's the Jarvis Landry of this offense. Uh, with Donald under center, he likes to look his way. So uh, might get your value back with Crowder here uh, for the playoff run, which is a nice – he's a nice flex option uh, about every week. Yeah, for me, um, this is going to be a huge bounce back game for the Raiders. I'm playing everybody, but I do have concerns with Jacobs because he's been banged up as well and has not been giving me the production I've been expecting. I actually think Devontae Booker is a sneaky play here. Uh, but for me, I think Ruggs' big game can come now. Waller is a must play for me. Carr is an easy. And then I do love Algalore, like Billy was saying, as a flex. On the other side, Mims is trending up. They're going to be behind, so they're going to have to throw the deep ball. That also makes Perriman valuable. Uh, Crowder with the volume. Outside that, don't touch anybody else. But those two receivers do have some sort of uh, value just because they're going to be behind. I do like them better with Flacco than with Darnold. But either way, they're going to have to throw deep balls, and they're going to catch some of them. So for me, those two are like under-the-radar plays that I like. But other than that, God, the Jets suck. I hate Gase. (laughs) He's, He's terrible. All right, guys, do I want anything to say before I move on to King Henry's game? Anyone have a, uh, a prediction on Nelson Aguilar? I'll go yeah, Aguilar. Uh, uh, man. Six for I think Derek Carr. <laughs> Wait, what's that, Billy? Ooh, I like that. I'll say six for 85 and a score. 
I like that a lot. I like that a lot. With Derek Carr having that bounce back week, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four for fifty five and a score. Those are both good games, by the way. What you both just projected were good fantasy games. So I think he's gonna have a good week this week. I think, Tom, you. I think Russ catches two fifty yard bombs. I'm going. Ooh. That's that's pretty bold. Yeah, I like it though. Nelson, I'm going six for. 52 and a score. I mean, here's the thing. I, the like 80, I don't think it's not, like not doable, but most of his games this year, he's been getting the like catches. It's he's like 40 to 60 yard games, but it's like five, six, seven catches and some scores here and there. I don't know that he's doing like an 80 to 100 yard game. I mean, hey, he finally got somebody that can coach him because apparently Philadelphia coaches don't know how to coach. So. If you follow me on Twitter, you would know that I, these are my thoughts. I'm sure you guys saw lots of that. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next game. We got an interesting game next week. Two eight and three teams. Cleveland at Tennessee, the over under 54. S- slamming the over. I'm all over the over on this. Even though both of these teams are good at running, I don't think that they're going to be able to stop each other. And there's enough weapons for them to not just have to run. But to me – there's not going to be a single lineup I have in DFS that doesn't have Derrick Henry in it. If y'all don't remember last year, y'all weren't watching football last year, that dude goes nuclear at the end of the year. It just saw it happen. It's going to happen again, especially against this run defense, which is actually better than uh, normal, but it doesn't matter because Henry ran over Indy, who has a great run defense, a great defense, period, and he just destroyed them. Uh, AJB is going to score probably twice. So get ready for that. He is also going nuclear at the end of the year, just like he did last year. Expect Tannehill to benefit from that as well, especially considering Corey Davis is the real deal as far as a wide receiver too. For me, I'm playing both the Cleveland running backs. I like them both. I know that they're not – you think, oh, what could they do without each other? And you saw a glimpse of that with Hunt. The thing is, them being fresh and them being two – they're two complete backs in a lot of ways. So for me, unless Tennessee gets up real, real early, real, real fast, which is not exactly their style, I'm going to get in on both of these. I would not sit Hunt – Daniel, because I would not say Hunt or Chubb, period. Both of those guys likely score. Yeah, Hunt did shut the bed, but that's okay because he's not usually doing that. He's been one of the most consistent performers from the running back position this year. Uh, I also don't want Baker. I just don't like what I'm seeing right now. So, Tom, do you have anything different? I mean, not really. I'm in on the running backs. That's like you said, it's the run defense is the weakest points of both of these teams. Tennessee, oddly enough, Earlier this season, we are talking about them as a pretty decent defense. They're pretty much bad at this point. Like They're not stopping people, whether it's running, passing, whatever it might be. Daniel, yeah, I mean, it kills you some weeks. and that It's rough. It happens. But like Kareem Hunt is, like, like we said, he's one of the most consistent players week in and week out. You're not going to have 20 points every single week unless you are a top two player at your position, you know, CMC last year. And even him, I don't have the stats on it, but I'm sure he had games that a lot of people were pretty disappointed in it. It happens. But to sit Kareem Hunt over one game is a big mistake, especially because if they do manage to get up on Tennessee, he still has the ability to, number one, run the ball. But if they aren't up on Tennessee, he can also catch the ball if they're still passing. So he has both sides of it. Chubb is going to pound the ball down your throat, but Hunt can do both. And obviously, I mean, Derrick Henry's a 
freak of nature. He's probably going to get 110 yards and two touchdowns. So, for sure, I like it. I, I want to touch 210. 210. Yeah. Ooh, that's spicy. Just what you better put him in DFS, guys. I'm serious. If you don't, you will not win. You will not win without Henry. He's my running back one on the on the week, so I really yeah. I mean, if he's not, you're you're smoking something. But man, uh, Ryan, I can't believe you didn't talk about John New after that game last week. It's crazy, right? He's almost not, he was non-existent last week, but this week up against Cleveland over the past four weeks, Cleveland has been the worst against the tight end position, giving up about 19 points per game, 215 yards, and three touchdowns to the tight end position. John New was the tight end seven on the year. He's overperformed by 17 points. He, he still commands a 16% target share or a 15.1% target share. Um, and he has seven touchdowns on the year. I think John New gets in the end zone this week. Uh, and then Daniel, like I said, just you wait. So Tennessee over the past four weeks has been the 26th worst against the running back position, giving up giving up 27.43 fantasy points to the running back position on average. Now, check this out. Against the running back position on the ground, just handing the ball off between the tackles or a toss, they're allowing 86 rushes for 320, 312 yards and four touchdowns. But check this out. This is where it gets sweet. Against that same position running backs, who are catching the ball out of the backfield. They're allowing 21 for 24 for 155 yards and three touchdowns. This is a prime Kareem Hunt game where you're going to get him out of the backfield and between the tackles. He's the running back 11 on the year and overperformed his exceeded or his uh, expected points. He's I'm, I'm, I'm loving this guy because y'all know how hard I fought for him at the beginning of the season. So, Kareem Hunt, man, let's rock and roll. Plug him into your lineups. I love it. Um, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. Billy, surprise me what you have on these two eight and three teams. Also, the Browns eight and three. What? Yes, that was first thing I was going to say. Looking at this, surprise, the Browns are eight and three. And how? You know, we don't have a whole lot of positive coming out of Cleveland as always. But hey. We've told you at the beginning of the year that Kevin Stefanski was the type of coach that could do something with these guys. The two running backs worked out great, even though Chubbs missed some time. Him coming back on the field didn't miss a beat, man. As soon as he got on the field, he's ripping off 40, 50-yard runs and just like looks like the biggest man on the field, period. Uh, the Titans allowed, like you said, Chris, the seven most points to running backs, and the Browns are allowing the fourth fewest over the last four to, to wide receivers, uh, to running backs and the fewest to wide receivers. Uh, so, 
Uh, Browns defense playing a little bit better than they're getting some credit for here uh, as of late. You can't sit Chubb. Recency bias is the only thing that's saying temper your expectations for Hunt. Let's not forget, Hunt was a little banged up at the time when Chubb was coming back, so the lack of work might have been a little bit of trying to get him healthy here uh, as the Browns are planning on making the playoffs. So they're not going to want to get there and, and have one of their big guys down. And when you get late in the year in Cleveland, you need to run the ball. You're not going to be throwing the ball in, in, in the weather out there. So I do see this being a little bit of a low-scoring battle. Uh, Tennessee heating back up after their O-line went down. They kind of had a rough stretch over the middle of the year. Uh, got pissed pounded by the Colts and uh, gave them the favor right back last week. So um, Titans are dangerous. Uh, and and if, if you do anything, uh, we're going on, what, the third month, starting the fourth month of the fantasy season, listen to Ryan Hicks about the Titans. This guy's been on every bit of the Titans all year long. So, I mean, if he tells you play your Titans, you play them. So uh, I like the Titans. I'm going to take the under on this one. I, I think uh, late in the year, I think this will be a keep-it-on-the-ground battle. Derrick Henry versus Chubb and Hunt. It'll be a fun one to watch if you like Smash Mouth football. SEC football at its finest, gentlemen. Come on with it. Yeah, that's definitely a game that will wake you up. So our newest sponsor and partner will help wake you up also, Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS, no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms can get that whole or ground 100% 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. And for the coffee lover in your life this holiday season, 15% off with the promo code BELLYUP. So uh, check them out. Pretty cool videos on their side of ha- on how they go about their business there. So uh, happy to have them on as a sponsor. Uh, so here we go. we got a, a little bit of an interesting game. Uh, New York Giants at Seattle. 4-7 uh, and seven Giants, 8-3 and three Seattle uh, Seahawks. Seattle has started to heat back up. DK Metcalf is just a, a man-child right now. But that Seattle defense, not very Seahawk-like, allowing the fifth-most points of running back and wide receivers the last four weeks. And, and the New York Giants are allowing the eighth-most points to running back. So you Carson owners that sat through his injury and, and got a little bit back last week, uh, I expect him to get the full workload and really take advantage of a Giants defense uh, this week. Full confidence with him for that last W to get you in the playoffs and ride him uh, ride him through making a push here. I like the G-men wide receivers. If Daniel Jones can go, Sterling Shepard, I mean, one of those guys I really liked a few years ago when he was the number two to OBJ, uh, really battled injuries. I like seeing him on the field. He's, he's really, really playing uh, good football out there. And, of course, Darius Slayton, another Ryan Hicks guy that uh, has really turned into a real wide receiver out there in New York. So I really like this. This could be a kind of a coming-out party uh, in the afternoon game for some of these Giants wide receivers that maybe people aren't as familiar with. Yeah, I feel semi-similar with most of what you're saying, uh, Billy. For me, if Jones plays, yes, give me that offense. Gallman has been pretty exceptional, all things considered, uh, shockingly. I just wish the Saquon was in this offense because this offense has the weapons to be pretty special. Uh, But for me, on the other side, Carson is the play. He makes that offense different in a way, not just him, like Hyde when he's effective. When they have an effective run game, that unlocks that offense in a way that we haven't seen when Hyde and Carson have been down. Penny's coming back too, who I think can do the same thing. So if they can have an effective run game, which Carson gives them, I like everybody 
Uh, DK is obvious. Uh, Russ, obvious as well. Huge bounce back for Lockett this week. Uh, but if D. Jones plays, give me some Slayton, maybe a little bit of Shepard and Ingram. But if, if McCoy's here, I'm not touching this offense. And I really don't want Seattle either because I don't think they're going to be able to score in Seattle's just other than Carson, they're just going to pound the ball. So I'm hoping uh, Jones scores to salvage a lot of these fantasy days. Not scores, Jones plays to salvage both teams' fantasy value for me. Tom, what are you looking at? Uh, well, taking a look at Seattle, um, hey, they throw the ball. So what else is new, guys? It's, it, are we surprised? Like I, I'm not big on their running backs because it, the main part of their offense is throwing it up to DK and throwing it up to Lockett. Uh, I mean, I can't get big on Carson even if they get ahead in games because they don't get ahead in games. Their defense sucks. With that being said, though, I mean, looking at the Giants, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Danny Dimes might miss some time. Um, could be wrong, this hamstring or whatever that injury was. I mean, it didn't look pretty. Uh, so if that's the case, is it Colt McCoy season in New York? I mean, what do we really think of Colt McCoy as a backup if that's the, the road we run down, right? Like if Daniel Jones is in, yeah, they're going to throw the ball and they're going to try their best to keep up, start everybody that you have that catches a ball. But if it's Dan- – or excuse me, if it's – um Colt McCoy, do we really trust him? I know he's a Texas boy. I figured you guys were going to say yes, but like, I, I don't oh. think we do. I think that if, if Daniel Jones is out, you are all in on Seattle, but all out on the Giants. Yep. Tom, when you and Billy come down to Texas, we'll have to educate you. Come down to College Station. College Station is home of the Texas A&M Aggies, okay? Um the longtime rivals and still nemesis of the Texas University Longhorns, the T-Sips down in Austin. Yeah, Billy, saw them off. I mean, when Ryan and I were at AM, we had the real Psalm off logo that was official. You know, AM's had it for years. And then what in 2007, 2008. Uh, the original snowflakes down in Austin get a little butt hurt and they uh, file a lawsuit saying, you know, can't have that logo anymore. So what the Aggies do, we just altered it a little bit, put a little hair on it, uh, kept it a little bit the same. But no, I will never, ever cheer for Colt McCoy, Tom, ever. The only guy I want to cheer for on that team right now is Wayne Gallman because he's been pretty efficient. Running back nine last week, 18.1 points. Um, I think that he's going to have a pretty big workload against the Seattle defense, who uh, is giving about 29 points to the running back position. Um, over the course of the past four weeks, they've given up eight touchdowns to the running back position. So Wayne Gallman hopefully can get these check downs from Colt McCoy, um, but I'm not cheering for Colt. I'm cheering for Wayne Gallman in this game. Uh, on the opposite side, like Ryan mentioned, Chris Carson. Uh, love him. Love what he does. What happened last week? I mean, come on, Pete Carroll. Two to one, Carlos Hyde to Chris Carson. I know he's just coming back, but come on. Feed this kid. Let him be your workhorse running back. The uh, wide receiver, or I'm sorry, the running back 17 last week, um, but over the course of the year, running back 21. Exceeded expectations by 25.3 points. So you love Chris Carson if he gets the full workload against this New York Giants defense, who has not been pretty, has not been good against running backs. Um Man, I think it's Carson and Gallman together. That's like a band almost. Y'all seen that new Bill and Ted movie yet I've been telling y'all about? I want to. 
man, it's so good. They get um, uh, I'm sorry, they get Jimi Hendrix in the movie. They get Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. They get uh, they get uh, golly, oh Louis Armstrong. There you go. They go down to the New Orleans back in the 30s. They get Louis Armstrong with his jazz band, everything like that. Uh, so so good. Um, he's playing this little beat. Uh, on his trumpet, so sick, it's so jazzy, it just makes you want to dance. But speaking about jazz music, guys, Jazz Sportsbook. Come check out one of our oldest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and available 24-7. Use the hashtag promo code BUS150 for 150% free play up to 1000 bucks when you sign up today. Go to jazzsports.ag today. Uh, that brings us into one of the three o'clock games, guys. Um, the seven and four LA Rams versus the six and five Arizona Cardinals division rivalry, uh, division matchup. And man, at the beginning of the season, I did not think the LA Rams would be leading the Arizona Cardinals, but they are um, 48.5 over under. I'm going to go with the over on this game for sure. Uh, I hope this is just a a shootout, Jared Goff, a.k.a. The Notebook, versus Killer Kyler. Uh, both these guys have been playing – well, Kyler's been playing lights out. The QB won on the year. Goff, QB 16 on the year. Uh, their arsenal of weapons is pretty good, and we finally saw a Cam Akers sighting last week, uh, catching that pass, going into the end zone. Last week, Cam Akers, the running back 16, um, going up against the third-worst defense right now uh, against the running back. So, Or the third-best defense against the running back, so – We'll have to see about the running back situation for the uh, L.A. Rams. But who needs a running back when you have two duo wide receivers like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? Robert Woods, talk about Bobby Light, right? At the beginning of the year, we all had him pretty high. We were touting Bobby Woods, and look at him now. The wide receiver 14 on the year. Um, Not only is he probably going to have a 1,000-yard season, old boy's already got two touchdowns and 100 yards on the ground. One of only three wide receivers in the National Football League to have a score in the end zone uh, through the air and two on the ground that was not a running back. So Bobby Woods and then Cooper Cup, he's been a little light, but I think Cooper Cup has a resurgence this week against this really, really bad defense, giving up about 51 points to the wide receiver position. Um, Tight ends, I really don't know what to think about this, but then obviously New Hopkins and Christian Kirk. I won't touch on those guys because I'm sure you all will. So Billy, what do you think, uh, what do you have to add to all this? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking Cam Akers here down the stretch. He gave me a late touchdown to beat you in our Dynasty Riders League in a big comeback. Uh, really excited for him scoring in the last two weeks. And he plays the Jets and the Seahawks for the last two weeks of your fantasy playoffs. So great matchups for him. So if he's on your waiver wire, someone got impatient with him, go swoop him up, add him to your team right now. Uh, he's worth he's worth hanging on to right now uh, and throwing in the game. So uh Rams, Cardinals, I'm hoping D-Hop gets a little more action. He's kind of been hit or miss a little bit lately, uh, touchdown dependent. Even the Hail Mary game, he didn't have a whole lot going on uh, up until that point. Um, Kenny Drake looking pretty good. I was not a Kenny Drake guy this year, but, man, he's proved me wrong. He is the real deal. He just fits there. Kind of like Tannehill in Tennessee. Seems like just, just there in Arizona is, is his spot. As far as the Rams go, uh, you know, I'm not real hip on their wide receivers. Cardinals defense is tough but not great. Um, I think this will be a shootout. I really like the over, but I'm going to take the Rams. They tend to, uh, you know, beat the better teams and kind of play down to their competition. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the Rams in this one in a shootout. And I like Cam Akers starting to get more and more work as we get uh, deep in the year here. 
I am uh, concerned about Kyler's health big time. So much so, you know who will not be in any of my lineups? Nuke. And I know – and I'm not talking about benching him for other studs. I'm talking about benching him straight up because you know who's going to be covering Nuke? Jalen Ramsey. You know who's been scoring on Jalen Ramsey? Not very many people. Jalen Ramsey's going to take Nuke out of this game. Uh, Kirk or Fix – Kirk or Fitz, if there's one of those receivers going to be going off, it's going to be one of them. Hopkins, do not. I honestly think you can't start him this week. I mean, obviously you can. He's a superstar stud. But for me, he's out of my lineups, period. He's out of my lineups. I do not want him. Ramsey scares me that bad. There's He's not matchup proof in that way with Ramsey. Ramsey's faster than him. He's bigger than him. It's a weird, weird matchup for Hopkins. Uh, also, Dan Arnold is a possibility. But, again, Kyler's – Shoulder is a concern for this entire offense. Uh, on, but his ground game options, he still has a safe fantasy floor. For the Rams offense, give me Goff, give me Cup, Woods, and Reynolds. Actually, give me all those receivers today. Uh, the RBs are meh for me because it's Akers, it's Brown, it's Henderson, it's Henderson, it's Brown, it's Akers. It's one or the other or the other one. I don't trust any of them anymore. And they have been consistently inconsistent, which is not what I'm looking for at RB. Same with tight ends. Higby has been a big letdown. I kind of called that. Uh, Everett has outperformed him in recent weeks based on per-touch statistics. But even that, I'm not looking for – I do expect one of these running backs for the Rams to go off. Which one is anybody's guess? Tom? Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with the whole new Hopkins getting benched thing. I mean, Ramsey is – scary good. I I wouldn't want any part of anybody against him, regardless of if it's the best receiver in the league or not, because as of right now, he's playing as the best corner in the league. He's shutting down everybody. Um, I mean, with that being said, these are both very good defenses. I mean, the Rams obviously a little bit better than the, the Cardinals, but for the record, Cardinals middle of the road against quarterbacks and receivers 14th, uh, you know, in points allowed there but 20th most points allowed against running backs and 29th against tight ends. So, I mean, as far as the Rams offense goes, I'm not big on the running backs. I think this is kind of going to be a throwing match anyway to try and score, you know, more than your opponent. And it's not going to get, it's, it's not going to be pretty. I can see there being a lot of interceptions. So not big on the running backs. Cause I think it's going to be a passing game, not big on the tight ends in uh, Los Angeles because they've been getting shut down. Uh, by Arizona. I mean, other than, you know, I mean, I, I I guess I would play pretty much Cup Woods and even in a, in a deeper league, Reynolds and Jefferson could have some value here just based on volume. Golf, I'm a little more questionable about. Like I said, I think this could have a, a couple turnovers for the quarterbacks, a couple interceptions or fumbles because of the amount of dropbacks that they're going to have. So, I mean, that's my two cents on it. I will say these are probably two of the healthier teams in the league right now. I think it's going to be a good matchup in the sense that they're both very close, if not full strength. And it it, it could just be a fun game to watch. Yeah, but, Tom, I wanted to add one thing before yeah. you move just on to the next game. I can't believe you didn't mention this, or maybe it was Billy. It was one of you guys, either Billy or one of you, one of you three mentioned this guy uh, when Drake at the beginning of the season – was Chase Edmonds. Uh, I'm, I was a big Drake guy, so I had nothing to do with Chase Edmonds. But Chase Edmonds on 73 less touches this season. Um, 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Is only like six points behind Kenyon Drake. He's a running back 18 on the year, 129 points uh, this season. Uh, just from a gold box standpoint, he's had 110 touches overall this season, 655 yards, and four touchdowns on the year. Um, where you drafted this guy was probably like what in the 16th round, maybe early, maybe 14th round. But uh, from you guys' knowledge, uh, y'all are probably rocking and rolling with some Chase Edmonds. So that's the only thing I wanted to add to this game. Edmonds is a stud. I will give you that. But unlike one of the teams that we're coming up to here, Philadelphia, three, seven, and one, going into Green Bay, who's eight and three, uh, over under 47. I'm taking the under here. Um, not going to lie. Philly's defense is probably the best part about the team. And it's definitely not uh, their defensive coordinator's fault because. Jim Schwartz is pretty terrible, but the players are balling out. Darius Slay, yeah, he got beat up by DK, but who hasn't this year? The rest of the team, though, is is playing pretty well on defense. Um, so Green Bay, I mean, it, it's Green Bay. You're still going to see some big plays. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be Aaron Rodgers, but it's not going to be their best game of the season, I don't think. Um, Philly... Uh, Fuck it. Follow me on Twitter for that. I've been going on for 48 hours about that. Actually, I've been going on for like six weeks about this. Doug Peterson can't call a fucking game. Uh, I'm not even getting into it. Travis Fulgham should be great. No, Alshon Jeffrey runs a 4-9. He doesn't try and catch a ball. Why do we have him out there? Why not have Travis Fulgham, who is a top receiver for four weeks straight out there? Oh, yeah, makes perfect sense. Fuck him. Play some fullback, my guy. Tweet of the fucking year, Tom. That was the funniest tweet. I, I text Chris when I read that tweet about, hey, get in there and play fullback, my guy. I text Chris. How are you seeing Tom Bro. Ross on Twitter right now? It is hilarious. Why, Love it. Why doesn't Wentz go block for himself? Why doesn't Wentz throw the ball and go catch it 40 yards downfield? Why doesn't Wentz call all of his own plays? Why doesn't he run the ball? Miles, I will say one thing. Miles Sanders should be a top five running back this year based on his ability and what he's actually done on the ball. He ran the ball six times last week. Six. And they were down by less than two scores for the majority of the game. You're not out of the game. You can still run the ball. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I've said my piece. <laughs> if y'all are not following Tom on Twitter, please go follow him. Uh, his takes are awesome, but... His live tweets are even better, uh, especially during Eagles games. Extremely, extremely uh, 
a diehard fan for the Eagles, and it shows Tom. So I want to pick up on your guy, Miles Sanders, though. He should be a top-five guy this uh, this season, but he's not. Running back 26 on the year, underperformed all year long, but that offensive line is pretty bad. The, everything is bad, like you mentioned. I think he has a good game, hopefully, this week. He's going against a pretty bad defense in Green Bay. Um, over the past four weeks, they've given up 28.28 points to the running back position. Uh, 20 touchdowns to these guys, so Miles Sanders, come on, man. Uh, fly, Eagles fly on the back of Miles Sanders. Another Penn State Nittany line along with Trace McSorley. Um, let's go Miles Sanders against the Green Bay Packers. On the opposite side, let's free Aaron Jones right against this against the Eagles, giving up 21 points. I'll, I'll keep it gentle, Tom. 21 points against the Eagles uh, to the running back position over the past four weeks. They've only given up four touchdowns to the running back position, but – Aaron Jones, the running back seven on the year, exceeded expectations by close to 13 points. Uh, last week, only 10 points, 90 yards, close to 100, but no score. I think he gets back into the end zone this week. Uh, Billy, what do you think, my man? Yeah, Aaron Jones is going to have a huge game against this Eagles defense. They give up over four yards of carry, tied for second most rushing touchdowns allowed. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're susceptible on the ground. Packers defense doesn't scare you too terrible much. Uh, but you know they can get to the passer. They can get to the passer. So uh, that's kind of been the struggle for Wentz is, is you know pressure, not having time for anything to develop. Uh, I think it is time for Rieger to have a game though. He's been flirting with it. He's kind of in that four for fifty, five for fifty-five kind of guy. Pretty soon he's going to have an, an eight for a buck twenty and a couple scores. We're going to see what this guy is, and hopefully it's this week against the Packers. Don't think the Eagles have a prayer, but somehow they always kind of keep everything close. Um, Packers should have their way on the ground, but I don't think they uh, get too uh, high away from from them as far as the score goes. So give me the Packers over in this one. Uh, Packers are on a mission. They're trying to get that one seed in the NFC. Yep. I see the Packers rumbling this week. I do know that Philly's defense is really good. They've shown me enough to know that they're not just going to – and the thing is, even if they're down, they don't give up. That team plays tough to the end. But for me – uh, Rodgers is going to – if Lazard and MBS are healthy, Slay can try to guard Adams, but in a lot of ways he's not really guardable. So for me, I'm still playing all my Packers, even though I don't like – it's not a plus matchup. I think the, the Packers are trying to get into that one seed or get a high seeding, prepping for playoffs, getting right. So give me the Packers. Sanders has pissed me off. I really don't know what to say about him. Um, it's more so the line, though, than anything. It's very frustrating, that whole team. I agree. Rager intrigues me still. Um, this is a, a week for a big game because they are going to be down to Green Bay. So uh, Rager can take the top off that defense like nobody else they have can. Start using him that way. I'd like to see him running more sweeps, little uh, bubble screens, things of that nature. Use his speed. Wentz needs help with offensive line and coaching. I mentioned in the comments here. It's in my notes here. The situation is bad in Philadelphia, and a lot of it has to do with coaching. So for me – I wrote a stardom sit where I said I would start Wentz, and that Hail Mary saved my ass on that article. But still, I expected more from Wentz against the Seattle team, and it's not his fault. The line sucks. you have anything to add before we move on to the next game? Wentz and I have like a similar relationship. It's like me and Matthew Stafford. The day he should go off and have a big day, shit's down his leg. The days where uh, the matchup's not very good and you think, oh, man, you know, the Bears' defense, Colts' defense, no, they rip off 30-point days. That's kind of where I'm at with those guys. I just have to avoid them uh, at all costs. Where I have them, I ride them and just get what I get. But, man, really frustrating for those guys because it's really been up and down and it's really been hard to predict. Yes. 
So anything else, guys, before we move on? All right. Moving on, New England at the Chargers over under 47. I'm just going to say no Cam. Cam, if you haven't listened long enough, Tom's been saying it forever. I've been echoing it. Most of us have been don't play Cam Newton. He's not good at quarterback. He's basically a fullback. In reality, Philly should look into getting him. Uh, it's a problem for this entire offense. Really, the only guy I want is Myers, especially with the inconsistency of the running back situation. Harris looked like a beast. Now Michelle's back. Burkhead's out. White got both rushing touchdowns. What the hell was that? There's a situation in that backfield that you don't want to get caught up in. Too late to trade him. Who would give you anything for him anyways? So I guess if you have Harris, maybe you play him hoping that he keeps the RB1 over Michelle, but Michelle hasn't played yet. What's he going to do? Forget New England. I'm actually using the Chargers as my DFS defense this week. Uh, Cam might get a rushing touchdown or so, but I don't see them being prolific. Uh, on the other side, I like Jalen Guyton uh, because I look at New England's corners. I don't know if, if uh, Gilmore's 100% healthy and if Jackson, what's going on, but they have some good corners there. And Guyton might be the third option along with Hunter Henry that you're going to want to look at. And, oh, baby, give me some Austin Eckler. Uh, Herbert hasn't really gotten to unlock that yet. That's a different part of the offense that really could get going. So for me, give me a lot of – I know, again, New England is a not a plus matchup, but for me, give me some of that Guyton, give me some of that Henry, even a little bit of Mike, depending on what's going on. I don't like Keenan Allen for a lot of the same reasons. I don't like uh, Hopkins. I think he's the wide receiver one, and Belichick loves to take away your best option, and I think he's going to look at Allen as their best weapon. Possible it happens to Eckler, too, so play that with a little bit of concern. But he's coming back from an injury. I don't see it happening. Tom, where are you looking at for this game? Uh, I mean, Herbert, H-God, still a stud. That's no question. We all know that. I mean, I'm playing him. I'm playing the receivers from L.A. Um, it, L.A. is L.A. They're going to be fine. Um, Cam sucks. I've said it for a week. Are we on 13? I've said it for 13 weeks now. Cam sucks. Unless you think that um, going nine for 18 with 84 passing yards and two interceptions is a good stat line, I'll, I'll give it to you. Nine rushes for 46 yards. Game saver right there. That's not effective. And it's not like it was some crazy defense. It was Arizona. Yes, we talked about they're good defense, but they're not that good, right? It's not the number one defense in the league. But I digress. Cam sucks. Herbert's a god. All I got. Uh, Sorry about that. I was texting or messaging these guys in our private chat. We're going to have a guest at the end of the show for about three or four minutes to come on and promote a little fun tournament that I'm a part of. It's pros with Joe's um, Eric will come on and just kind of promote the end of it because they're going to do one more final push um, for their fundraising event. And we know everyone in the fantasy community is all about fundraising and charity. Um, yeah. Ryan, Sony, Michelle running back situation for New England. No one knows what's going to happen, but man, anyone who played fantasy football and remembers that Cyrus was it Cyrus gray or uh, yeah, Cyrus Gray, uh, Bill Belichick uh, game was a, a forty burger. Two o two, four tutties against my Colts. Never heard of him and, again. I'm pretty sure he works with him now. Yeah, I mean, he played, 
Giga Mags. Exactly, right? I knew uh, who he was. Do what? I knew who he was because A&M. He played yeah. A&M. He was a good <laughs> Outside of the college station world. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, uh, Sony Michelle against this defense. The, over the past four weeks, they've given up 27 points to their running back position and six touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm not trusting anybody but in a DFS flyer uh, that could probably win you, what, a bunch of money? Sony Michelle, man. Um, he scored 27 points on the year, so we've seen what he can do, and we know that Bill Belichick loves to use him. Uh, last season, if you had him, he was a true workhorse when he was in there, 24, 25 touches per game. He catches the ball as well out of the back with him. Sony Michelle, why not? If uh, if he goes off, we can clip this out and we can put it on YouTube, right? <laughs> on the opposite side of that, though, you know, I had to change my tune, but the process was right. Billy got me out of the dark place. Justin Herbert, a.k.a. Herb God, on the opposite side, man. The quarterback eight on the year, 235 points, 43 points over his expected volume. Uh Last week, put up 16 points in a stat line of 18-24, and one Goes up against the New England defense. He takes away the best threat that they have, which will probably be Keenan Allen. So Herbert, probably going to have to do something with his legs to get you more fantasy points. You love him in this matchup. Um, Billy, why don't you add some stuff to what we all have said? Yeah, I've been a big Damon Harris fan, so the – the return of uh, Sonny Michelle has me a little worried about his production and, and primarily in the volume. I mean, this guy's been getting 14, 18 carries. That's some really nice days for you, even though Cam's kind of been vulturing the touchdowns uh, in the backfield there. But uh, a guy I really like for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers. He's been playing pretty well. Cam's targeting quite a bit. Last two weeks, uh, not quite the targets he was seeing there for a stretch, but six target, six plus targets in one, two, three, four, five, five out of six games. And he's scoring points. So uh, I, I I like Jacoby Myers. I'm adding him for this playoff push here uh, down the stretch. On the other side of the ball, Austin Eckler's second game this year with 11 receptions, which is just asinine for a running back coming back. Didn't get quite the rushing volume, but you don't need him to when he's going to get 16 targets. And that's incredible for the running back. So if you have him, he's in. Bonafide starter. He is what you drafted him to be. Uh, Christian McCaffrey-esque when he's on the field and playing. Uh, so definitely somebody I'm eyeballing. Uh, Keenan Allen, I, I got him late in a lot of places, and, and I've always kind of been a Keenan Allen snub. I just felt like a little bit of the Julio syndrome where the guy doesn't score enough touchdowns for me. But, man, he's just been lights out all year with Herb God. I mean, he looks for him early, often, and, man, they're they're just great rapport. Mike Williams is an attractive guy. You never know when he might go off. So if you have him and you're in a pinch, don't be afraid to throw him in. Uh, that's about all I got on the Patriots and Chargers. I'll take the Chargers in this game, though. I think they're sneaky. Patriots playing well. They're due for another hiccup. It seems like they're winning some games they're not supposed to. So back to earth for the Patriots here, right when they thought they might make a little bit of push for a late wild card spot. So right, if you guys don't have anything to add, we'll move on here. Uh, next game, we got the Denver Broncos at 4-7, and seven, visiting the heating up and about as scary as they can be right now. Uh Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, man, they just put it on the Bucks last week. Can you believe Tyreek Hill, 200 yards in the first quarter, two long touchdowns. I love that in the home league. Uh, 63 fantasy points for me to beat my wife's nephew because we get an extra three-point bonus if they're over 40 yards. So, of course, a little family time this week. We were sitting in the same room watching that game. He was projected to beat me by 40, and I was slowly closing that gap as we were watching that game together. So that was a pretty fun time. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill, man, the guy's just incredible. But come on, NFL, can can Denver get a quarterback for the day? I mean, we're going to push back the, the Ravens situation nearly a week and force Denver to play in there. Not only was it terrible football, but also just, you know, risking some guys getting hurt out there. Not not fun, not cool NFL. A little disappointed in that. Uh, Trace McSorley could have been a nice starter for the Broncos. He would have filled in nicely, I'm sure. But Kansas City's allowing the 10th most points to running backs over the last month. So uh, I do think that Melvin Gordon could have a decent day, especially if Philip Lindsay's out and Melvin Gordon has to handle the volume. Uh, the Broncos are on the second most. So I, I really like CEH. I think he's worth the play. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Kansas City's going to take care of business. Mahomes is heating up. They look focused. They got a reel in the the uh, Steelers. You do not want to be going to Pittsburgh for uh, for a late playoff game, AFC title game match. You want home field, especially if you have home field matters. They need Pittsburgh to lose. Kansas City wins big. And uh, I, I think the Broncos are just wrong place at the wrong time uh, for uh, a stretch run here for them. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Yep. What I got is Casey obliterates. Uh, give me Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, and CEH, all of it. Uh, hopefully they get their stuff early, though, because this could get ugly fast. Uh, for Denver, Judy intrigues me. So does Patrick and Fant just because they're going to be behind. I'm going to avoid the running backs just because they're going to be so behind. So for me, um, I'm a little concerned about Casey. Honestly, their ceiling's being capped because they might be up 30 to nothing at half. And if they are, really, do they have incentive to play and keep scoring? This is Denver. It's not like the Bucks where they have a reason to keep sending a message. What are they beating the dead horse? Like they just played like Bobby whatever at quarterback last week, Robert Hinton. That's terrible, man. Tom, the good news is you didn't miss anything and you're up. So fill us in, brother. Sorry, boys. Had to run for a second. Good news, guys. Denver actually will have quarterbacks this week. It's amazing. Roger Goodell's not going to make them play without a quarterback. Not going to back up the game like they did for the Ravens. I don't know. Stupid. But uh, Drew Locke will be back. Blake Bortles, they're keeping him out of practice. Um, I forget exactly what the verbiage was that they used, but I think it was to kind of keep him away, and I I think that might be away from other defenses because he's really bad. So, Um, But, I mean, Casey's going to stomp Denver in this one. But the good news is with having an actual quarterback back, that means the receivers in Denver will actually be relevant once again. It won't be a one-completion game. Uh, so Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler, all fantasy relevant again. I'm big on Judy. Uh, I think he could have a big game. Um, and I think that 
even Patrick and Hamler could be uh, be decent ones in this. Um, but the big one is Noah Fant, tight end. He's had a pretty solid year. Uh, I think that against this Kansas State team, he could at least go for one touchdown, if not two, once they get into the red zone. Uh, you know, with Drew Ox swinging the ball rather than a receiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, I take full apologies in the uh, comment section for recommending Travis Hinton to be your wide receiver in any sleeper league. You know what? I don't care. I want I want every advantage I can get. And if I can get a quarterback in my wide receiver position, I'm doing it because, first of all, when I give advice, it's because of the way I draft. I draft running backs. Not one of my teams in, across the 60 leagues I have am I running back pouring. I am wide receiver poor in a bunch of them, but that's okay because there's a bunch of them. And when I see a quarterback available for wide receiver, I'm doing it. Ryan, it was still – it was the bad play, but it was – I don't know how I feel about it because I asked all y'all. I said, Darius Slayton, Hinton. And you said Slayton. You know what? That was the better play because it was 2.47 points better, but only because old boy threw two interceptions. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? So, whatever. It's fantasy football. You take your licks. Yeah, I was wrong about it, but it have been so right. It was there. It was there. But regardless, forget about him. The Denver offense, man. Philip Lindsay might be out. Melvin Gordon could be the guy now. Uh, we've seen what he can do with the workload. Um, hasn't flashed anything super great. Running back 22 on the year, so... Still up there is running back two, three, four. Yeah, he's exceeded expectations though, which is pretty good. Scored 118 points last week, only 3.1 stat line of 12 touches for 31 yards. Pretty bad. But going up against Kansas City defense, where there's gonna be a lot of garbage time, however, you shake this game. Kansas City is gonna straight murder these boys hard. I don't care what they do. Um, for Kansas City, I really like the running backs, Le'Veon and CEH. Uh, CEH to running back 12 on the year and Denver defense over the past four weeks, giving up 31 points to the running back position, second worst against running backs, giving up close to 700 combined yards and six touchdowns. Hopefully CEH sees a lot of this workload uh, in the fourth quarter where he's just going to pad stats. So I really like that. Uh, Ryan, I saw that you wanted to add something to this. What you got, brother? Yeah, uh, for Denver, Denver is a great run defense when those three tackles are healthy. But when they don't have those three tackles, this is an open season for running backs. However, if Casey comes back, if all those guys come back, I'm going to back off of those running backs because they really are good at stopping the run when healthy. Yeah, I mean, we could probably do some sort of bet on this, especially if Lindsey doesn't play. Uh, you probably just you know use some sort of app. I wish there was something like that out there. Oh, wait, look, right down there, guys, PropMeLLC.com. PropMe is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at PropMeLLC.com today. Guys, let's move on to the uh, – oh, we were right there. I'm sorry. Let's move on to the Washington football team versus the – oh, we got to change this. They're still undefeated. But uh, hold on, here we go. They're the eleven and O 
Pittsburgh Steelers, Tom. I know that's not something great. Uh, but yeah, they're still undefeated, right? There's a little bit to talk about on the Washington side. I'm adding players every week that I have to talk about. First, it was just F1. So I'm not going to talk about F1 today, but comeback player of the year, right? Alex Smith. No one thought he was going to come back from that except for him and his family. He was out there working super, super hard in the offseason, and we saw it on Twitter, on his Instagram. He's currently the quarterback 40, but last week the quarterback 23. He faces a defense that's really good against the quarterback position. But we saw what Trace McSorley did today, dual threat quarterback like that. Alex Smith still got some uh, life in those legs. You know, let's see what he can do against this Pittsburgh defense. Big Ben, obviously, really, really good, too. Uh, You got to start him. Quarterback 12 on the year, so in one QB leagues, he's a a must start. For the running back position, though, Gibson, geez, geez. The running back five, Ryan Hicks, man. There you go. Uh, whatever bets, whatever props we had, you take it down for the running back five on the year, uh, running back two last week. You know, it's really funny. Couple things, guys, the Washington football team has never in its history lost to the Dallas Cowboys and Antonio Gibson has swept the Dallas Cowboys in his rookie career, having two 100 yard games against the Cowboys and no other 100 yard games this season. He absolutely owns the Cowboys, and I love it. So that's the one silver lining I have with Antonio Gibson, right? He has been really good. I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. I wanted Bryce Love. I wanted everyone but Antonio Gibson. But all my, a lot of my fraternal brothers, a lot of my friends, my father-in-law, my brother-in-laws, huge Dallas Cowboys fans. I'm a Texans fan. And Antonio Gibson is just that silver lining, right? Um and that's pretty much it. Logan Thompson, too, or Logan Thomas as well. Uh, the tight end nine last week, 13.4 points. He's catching some balls in the end zone for uh, touchdowns. So, Billy, why don't you add something to this? Because uh, I, I missed a couple things. Yeah, these are the number one and number two pass defenses in the NFL, and the Steelers are the number five run defense. Steelers have 15. They've allowed 15 passing touchdowns and also picked off 15 passes, and the Redskins are 10th. In the in interceptions in the NFL with ten themselves, only allowing sixteen passing touchdowns. So, uh, really, two really good run def- or pass defenses in this matchup. However, you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys quite a bit there. You remember a few weeks ago when the Steelers had a real, real close scare, near miss against the Dallas Cowboys. Really looked like garbage and should have got beat that game. I'm calling it this week. They're going. They'll be eleven and one, five and seven. Washington football team keeping their hopes alive to win this division. This is a tough team with a good defense. And with Alex Smith leading the way, they have the poise in the huddle to handle the Steelers' defense. We saw Trace McSorley come in today and do a little bit of running, a little bit of throwing, and do all right. I mean, RG3 made a mistake that McSorley didn't make, and Alex Smith definitely won't make that mistake, uh, letting uh, Hayden come down from the backside of a quick out uh, for a pick. I mean, come on now. And then, you know, McSorley threw it for a touchdown. with Hollywood Brown obviously making nice plays downfield, but – I think Alex Smith can make the plays with his legs, with the support of Gibson running the ball. I think they got the Steelers in a spot. This is a trap game for them. Give me Washington this week. Man, I, Billy, we talk mostly about the same thing here. Uh, a, I will touch on Gibson. He looks like the truth. This is a tough matchup. But, my gosh, if he goes off against the Steelers, 
you have to play him from here on out. This will be a good test game. I'll be playing him just because he's RB5. But, man, if he goes off against the Steelers, I'm going to feel really good about this guy now and moving forward. They got their back. I find McLaurin interesting because I think the Steelers are going to get up a little bit early. Uh, Washington's offense has looked more sharp to me moving forward. Uh, I also love Logan Thomas. This could be a surprisingly high-scoring game for what we're expecting it to be. I don't really think it's going to be like a 60-plus, you know, but could you not see this as like a 13-7 to type of a game? And this might end up being like a 27-26 to game. This could be higher scoring. I think it's Rush Roulette with their Pittsburgh receivers. Which one's going to be which? It's hard for me to decide. you got to love uh, Claypool with his tons of touchdowns that keeps his floor safe. But this is a classic, classic trap game. I think they're going to be 11-1 and one as well, and I'm going to put some money on Washington this week. Tom? Yeah, I mean, before I get into Pittsburgh, Washington is, I wanted to say sneaky good, but they're not even sneaky good anymore. They're actually pretty good. Alex Smith is playing good ball. Uh, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick is a great, you know, double backfield there. Uh, I see a lot of plays where they run with two running backs. They have them both out wide. They'll motion one in. They have a lot of creative things that they're doing with those running backs. And then when you get out wide, I mean, Terry McLaurin, we've known he was good. But Cam Sims and Dontrell Inman have kind of come into their own this year. I know that they'd be two and three receivers on a lot of other teams, but it's sufficient for what the Redskins are doing. And I think it could be enough for them to make a playoff push. Um, I mean, Logan Thomas, I mean, it's definitely not a guy you're going to start every week, but Logan Thomas has had his games where he's been a very, very fantasy relevant tight end. So again, not saying you should go pick up Logan Thomas for this matchup, but it's a team that has a lot more than we thought they did already on it. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, uh, they should be 10 and 1 right now. Let's be honest. This team, they probably shouldn't even be 10 and 1. I'm just going to go back really quick. This is a team that barely beat the Broncos, barely beat the Texans, barely beat the Eagles, barely beat the Titans, barely beat the Ravens, barely beat the Cowboys, who I think were on their third quarterback at that point. Wasn't Ben DiNucci, but they were on their. I don't even know who their third stringer was, right? Um, managed to beat the Bengals, great. Beat the Jaguars, great. And then, if Trace McSorley had come in earlier in this game, I genuinely think that the Ravens could have won this game. I'm not going to say they would have because we don't know, but he looked a lot better than. Um, well, excuse me, than RG three. So. When you really break down the line that he had against it, he was two for six with 77 yards and a touchdown. I saw two drops that Trace McSorley threw, hit a guy right in the hands, and it fell to the ground. So in reality, I think if he extended that out, it would have been a lot better line, and he really could have uh, competed against Steelers. So going against Washington, I think it's going to be tough. Uh in addition to just not being as good as it seems, they also Bud Dupree went down today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Just non-contact, dropped to the ground, holding a knee. I don't. I haven't seen any updates on it. I I don't know if any of you guys have. Um, I heard ACL. That's kind of what it looked like. It looked like a more well, there's non-contact, soft he tissue issue. Uncomfortable, you know. He looked real uncomfortable. Ginger over there, looked yep. like he knew, you know. Yeah. He walked off the field, but generally when, when you see a guy tear the ACL, 
uh, they do walk off the field, but it's they're very ginger on it. It's it's not a good look. I think that he's going to be out. And when he went down, that pass rush for the Steelers was not that good. Yes, TJ Watt's great, but they can double team him much easier now because you don't have Bud Dupree on the other side. So I think that Washington can very easily win this game. Um, and I, I'm not as confident in, in the Steelers. I would say they'll throw a lot because I think this is going to be a close game. So fade the running backs, whoever's starting this week for Pittsburgh. Um, play your receivers. I mean, that's been most of this season. But uh, With that being said, wish we could go right into the Baltimore game, but we got one more first. Uh, Buffalo uh, going into San Francisco. Buffalo 8-3, and three, San Francisco 5-6, and six, over under 48 points. Uh, I don't know if I'm going over under on this one. I think it's going to be under, uh, but it's that, I think this is going to be one of the ones that's right on that line. Um, what I will say is, uh, I mean, Josh Allen, still a stud. Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of fallen off a little bit since the beginning of the season. He's still the QB4, still putting up big numbers. And against San Francisco, he's going to continue that. I mean, their defense is good, uh, but I think he's better. Um, I, I think that when you have Stephon Diggs, you have Cole Beasley, uh, yeah, John Brown's out, but Gabriel Davis, I think, is a worthwhile replacement for Brown. So I, I'm not as concerned about him losing John Brown as I think some were, some people were. I know you guys were big on Smokey John Brown, but I, I think Josh Allen's still going to have a big week, and I think that that was kind of when I looked at this on the surface, the biggest issue I had with this game. Um, and George Kittle talking about maybe being back soon. I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. He'd like to be, it sounds like. I don't know if the training staff want it, but... Well, we saw him last year playing with blood coming down his face. The dude's a gamer, so if he's what, yeah, okay, I mean, tight end you. I mean, you got to give it to y'all up there in the Midwest, but geez, uh, if he's like 20%, he's still better than what, 80, 85% of tight ends out there. So if Kittle's out there, I'm firing him up no matter what. Um, yeah, Smokey Brown, man, I love Smokey Brown, but yeah, Gabriel Davis, um, fits the mold for that flyer that John, uh, or that Josh Allen likes. And if y'all followed, uh, Dan Mater, he was the guy that kind of broke that last week for the belly at fantasy guys, uh, on his show. And I plugged him into a couple of my DFS lineups and I won a couple bucks. So 
Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Gabriel Davis. Thanks, Josh Allen. Thanks for the system wide receiver. But yeah, you got to like Stefan Diggs, man. The wide receiver five on the year. Um, close to 200 points on the year as well. Over the past four weeks, San Francisco has given up 42.13 points to the wide receiver position, 24th against the pass, um, close to 500 yards and six touchdowns to the wide receiver position. So Stefan Diggs should have a pretty decent game, um, one that puts him in the top 10, so more than decent, I suppose. On the opposite side, San Francisco, there's not anyone I really want to highlight. Um, so, Billy, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm with you guys. The Smokey Brown absence, I mean, not that he was always making a huge impact, but it seemed like he brought a really nice bounce to that offense. I mean, the running game's really kind of struggled. Is it Zach Moss? Is it Singletary? It's kind of been both and kind of been neither at the same time. I mean, so it's really been Josh Allen or Bust, Stephon Diggs, Bonafide wide receiver one out there in Buffalo, playing great, fitting great. But without Smokey Brown, uh, you know, they're, they're missing an element. Gabriel Davis played very well in his absence a few times this year. He scored some touchdowns. I really like him. I got to give a shout-out to my son Sam. He was on Gabriel Davis early in the year, and I don't even know why, but he loved him, has him in Dynasty, and has been bragging the whole year about hitting on him. On the other side of the ball, last week we had Debo Samuel back, and, man, he looked ready to go, which was nice because coming back off lower leg injuries sometimes takes a guy a week or two to get going, and they're going to be bringing Brandon Ayuk back off the COVID list too. I think this is kind of one of those games, the Niners coming off the win over the Rams last week. Uh, this is a, still a sneaky good team, well-coached with Kyle Shanahan, and the Bills, if they're traveling to San Fran, uh, which I guess they're actually playing in Arizona, um, I think the Bills might be in a little bit of trouble. They're not the same formidable force that we were seeing at the beginning of the year that we thought could sneak out of the AFC uh, with some with a, with a bye or maybe home field. Uh, they're kind of reeling a little bit, uh, not quite as tough as they were out the gate, but uh, I'm actually going to take the Niners in this one, and Niners and the under. Wow. I, not the, un, the under I can understand. The Niners. So the Buffalo defense since – Trey Edmonds has been healthy, has been a different animal. Um, I do expect them to slow them pretty good. Mostert, to me, is always a play. His per-touch numbers are silly. Uh, and then between Debo, and I don't know if Ajax going to be healthy or not, but Debo, to me, has almost become matchup proof. He's, he's smacked around the Rams twice now, and Ramsey wasn't exactly shadowing him, but he did some of that damage against Ramsey. He's just so quick. So for me, I will play a little bit of Debo. Uh, or maybe Ayuk if he's healthy, and I will play Mostert. Other than that, ee, don't give me anything. I think a sneaky good play might be Cole Beasley, that little underneath BS that's going to get them little chunks of yardage. I don't want those running backs. So I'm looking at Beasley as almost like a, a substitute running back for their quote-unquote ground game to get going against a San Francisco D that is pretty tough still. Uh, but I'm not going to be targeting super hot. I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to this game per se. So uh, I am, to me, oh, Billy texted Beasley's due for a sneaky wide receiver too. It's so true though, man. He really is, uh, that could be the run game for them against San Francisco. So that's what I'm looking at. Maybe Beasley, but I'm not going to rest everything I have on anybody in this game. Y'all ready to move on to the next one? All right, last game. We got Dallas, three and eight at Baltimore, six and four. We don't have the spread yet because that game just ended, but – this is a Baltimore get-right game for me. Dallas is in trouble. Uh, Baltimore just kind of got embarrassed by Pittsburgh again. Uh, they've been embarrassed by a couple teams, so they need to get right heading into playoffs, and Dallas just so happens to be on the schedule, which is great. 
get credit where credit's due. When they have uh, Van Der Esch on defense, Dallas's defense does look a lot better. They are stopping some people every once in a while, but they're not going to be able to stop this run game. They're going to pound it all over them. Jackson, I like Jackson for once. As far as his rushing floor, should be solid for fantasy, even though I still think he sucks as a quarterback. But I'm going to be avoiding everybody in Dallas because I think Baltimore's pissed. And, guys, can you imagine Baltimore losing and going to 6-5? and Because I really can't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Dallas is going to get basically knocked out of the playoff picture, um, in my opinion, against them this week. But give me J.K. Dobbins and give me Edwards. I'm kind of off of Ingram. Uh, Also, give me Andrews. I think he scores early. And, again, like I said, Lamar, for Dallas, don't give me anybody. Tom, do you disagree? Uh, Definitely don't disagree with not one anybody really from Dallas. Even Zeke, which is the best player on the team, is an RB8 this year. I mean, that's not where you draft him for. You draft him to be a top three, hopefully at least a top five running back, right? Um, I mean, it's not the worst thing we've seen. But with all that being said, I don't really care about Dallas. What I want to talk about right now, it's bold of you to assume that Lamar Jackson is playing next week. We're still tied up on his COVID window there, uh, which real quick, Roger Goodell, how about you get the Ravens out of your mouth? I've been cursing a lot today, guys. I'm sorry. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated here. Um but no, I mean, come on. You move the Ravens back to a Wednesday game, and now you back up their next game to a Tuesday. Like, you were flexing them all around, but you're not giving anybody else an opportunity. The The Broncos just played without a quarterback. But no, we'll flex the Ravens games twice uh, in a row. That's fine. Come on. But beyond that, Lamar Jackson, even flexing it back, we're still right at the edge of that window for if he can play or not. So if he doesn't, you got to go with Trace McSorley, right? You have to go with Trace McSorley. And if Trace McSorley starts next week, I will put this out there. I will pick him up in any league I can and start Trace McSorley. The man's a stud. Stud. You had two drives today. And you going up against one of the best off, or excuse me, one of the best defenses in the league. The first drive, like I said, he had two drops on it. He he was trying to move the ball, and nobody's catching it. Second drive, you're making good plays. You had a mistake made by RG three on one play. Ran the same play back with Trace McSorley, and he makes the correct read and gets the ball over the the dropping cornerback. I mean, he can play ball. I don't know about you guys. I watched it at Penn State. I'm ready to see him do it in Baltimore. Bold take. He's better than RG. Or excuse me. He's better than RG three. He's also better than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not that good a quarterback. Moving on. Not arguing. Not mute, Chris. There we go. Well, I was just uh, apologizing to Kevin and anyone who's ever followed us uh, because how high I was on Zeke at the beginning of the year. Everything just looks so good. Uh, you really can't account for injuries, so but you got to keep on moving and shucking and uh, take your licks when you can. So Zeke was my number two guy at the beginning of the year. Not so good right about now, but that whole Dallas offense is just imploding. Uh, he is the running back eight on the year. He is not exceeded expectations, but fallen from expectation about almost 30 points this season so 
what can you do with Zeke? He becomes a flex play for you, but you got it. The ceiling form is still there. Um, he goes up against Baltimore this week. So what are you going to do? You're probably going to plug him in as a, as a flex play, like I said, but on the opposite side, back shoulder to Hollywood Brown, right? He had, a, he had his huge touchdown this week. Uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease, I guess, from Trace Sorley. So we'll see what happens. I'm not really excited about anybody in this whole game. I just kind of want to watch it uh, and drink some Bud Light. What do you think, Billy? Well, Dallas Cowboys defense is pathetic. They're the league's worst rush defense, and they've given up the most passing touchdowns. They've only intercepted four passes. I mean, so these guys, you can pretty much come in and do what you want. They haven't given up a ton of passing yardage, but that's because everybody can just hand it off all day long and get what they need. So bad time for the Cowboys to have to play the Ravens. One, the Ravens need a win. Two, it's just the matchup is just really poor for them. So uh, give me all the all the backs in Baltimore if you got to play somebody. As far as the quarterback position goes, uh, you know, I'm not sure if, if uh, you know, if we're going to be with McSorley or, or – or RG3, who came up limping on his own today. I mean, if there is one guy, I'm not. I'm usually not a guy that will claim a guy's injury prone, but my God, RG3 is injury prone. This guy, I mean, he's running just an out. He doesn't even look like he's really got it opened up, pulls up lame on a hammy, has to come out of the game, and gets outplayed by a guy that most people feel like is not near as good of a quarterback. So, I mean, sorely, he looked pretty good. Uh, Lamar Jackson's back in the game. Uh, I do think – the Cowboys are going to get rolled. And, you know, I think they could do it with McSorley, too, as poor as they are. And and I told you a few weeks ago uh, that Hollywood Brown has been shooting down his leg for us for weeks on end, you guys. However, his schedule coming up is very, very, very favorable. So if you need a home run, you saw what the guy can do if he gets the ball on time in the right spot. He can make plays. But am I excited about anybody in this game? Uh, no, but one guy I think has a big day, Amari Cooper. Marcus Peters just gets bent over everybody's knee. If you don't believe me, go watch some tape. Former pro bowler is just not the guy he used to be in Baltimore right now. I don't know if he's not focused. Maybe he's not healthy, but he's getting beat like a drum by everybody. Yeah, Tom, you wanted to add something to that? Yeah, just one real quick thing. I want people to keep in mind. So, like, I'm saying Trace McSorley looked really good. Obviously, it was only two drives. Yeah, he went two for six. Great. Keep in mind, that was his first full two drives in the NFL, number one. Number two, it's against one of the top pass defenses and run defense. Probably the best rounded defense in the NFL. Exactly. So, bear that in mind as you look at this. In addition – he just came off of the COVID reserve list yesterday or two days ago. But no, yesterday more no was was yes, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. So it, it's not like he was practicing actively. I don't think he's ever gotten first strings, you know, snaps. And they're missing 22, 23 players to the COVID list plus injuries. That's where I'm saying he looks very good from the fact that he's missing half his team against a very tough defense and he's never really played in the NFL before. So just yeah. a, a footnote to that start. Or, yeah, I agree with you, Tom. He really seemed like when he came in, it gave him a little bit of a spark. Even though the stats aren't going to look good, go use your eyeballs. You'll like what you see. For sure. Um, you know, guys, Before we always end the show with our St. Jude Belly Up Bowl update. We will do that again this week, but we're going to add a little bit extra. Um, currently, I am in a charity league right now. It's Pros with Joes, and – my partner is Travis Sumter, uh, one of our Belly Up Fantasy writers. 
We are currently eight and four and one game behind Starfania Bell from ESPN. Uh, she and her partner, Rachel McCaffrey, are nine and three. Pinto Beans and Jerry Rice were eight and four right behind her with a couple more weeks to play. Um, I want to invite in one of the creators of this, uh, Eric. Why don't you come in? Tell us, first of all, thank you so much for hosting the event, for creating the event. It's been really fun interacting uh, with some of these other people in the industry and then obviously the fans, man. Um, tell us a little bit about this tournament, Who, uh, especially for the people who don't know about it, because um, next year is going to be even bigger than this year. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't know if I can follow that that introduction uh, much much better than you did, right? In, in short, Pros with Joes for Charity – uh, it gives everyday fantasy players the opportunity to co-manage a fantasy team with their favorite pro in a league full of experts. So we, we kind of think of it as like a master class in fantasy football, right? They get to ride shotgun right along with the people and uh, the people who they trust most and, and really see that advice in action, right? So we are in our first year. Um, it absolutely took off like wildfire. We've got 56 pros that are participating this year, a whole slew of great charities uh, Chris, Chris mentioned that he's, he's this close to eking his way into the playoffs this year. Um, and that's, that's specifically, um, what I'm here to talk about tonight. We are, uh, continuing to raise funds throughout the year. Um, and we're, we've got about a week left on our fundraiser, which will go to the eventual winning pros charity. Um, so wanted to come in, thank Chris for his participation, show, show a little love to the, to the belly up crew. Um, you guys have been a ton of fun to work with this season. Uh, and talk a little bit about how people can get involved. For sure, Eric. Yeah, um, we obviously are using St. Jude as our charity, and hopefully Travis and I can uh, take something down for these guys. If not, you know, uh, whatever we can do for the community is going to be great. Um, Eric, real quick, a question for you. How did you come up with this? Because obviously there's a lot of tournaments in the industry. We started our own, the St. Jude Belly Up Bowl, but yours is a little bit different. Um, You guys came out really quickly with your Slack channels, with your social media stuff. I mean, it was just like night and day when I got the invite and then boom, I'm in Slack talking to Scott Fish. I'm in there talking to Stefania Bell, um, uh, all these huge names in the industry. And it's just a crazy atmosphere. One, because this is the first year I've been on the opposite side of the curtain from fantasy fan to pro. Um, and you guys actually helped me establish my name in the community a little bit more. Um, and I really want to thank you for that. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, Whoops. I'm going to leave a note. Oh, gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the, the interesting things, kind of byproducts that, that came out of all this, right? Um, the, the idea 
really came out of uh, a, a fantasy football today podcast where uh, Dave Richard offered to co-manage his spot in uh, in the experts league uh, in the in-house league with one of their listeners. Um, and so just kind of got the, the gears turning. We reached out to him um, and, and sort of posted it out there that we're, we're going to set up a different kind of, of expert league, right? Instead of, um, you know, pitting everyday players against the, the, the analysts that they trust, trying to pair them up, um, you know, put it to the sheet music of, of charity and see if we can do some good and, and, you know, ultimately create a good time and, and some, some fun experiences and memories. And in doing so, your, your story, Chris, is, is not unlike a lot of the ones that we've heard, right? We, we were fortunate enough to be able to work with some of the behemoths in the industry, right? Um, you're chasing down Stefania Bell right now. Um, we've got Adam Rank. We've got Dave Richard. We've got a lot of the um, CBS crew, uh, a lot of the Fantasy Alarm crew, a lot of a lot of people from SiriusXM, right? So these these really well established names in the industry, but the vast majority of our pros um, are you know really trying to work their way up, right? So many of them have been able to make new connections that um, you know they thought were out of their reach. I've seen a handful of new shows and new live streams that are basically all people that met up uh, in, in pros with Joe's. Right. So, um, you know, the, the community has been really great to us. We, we originally thought we were going to be lucky to scrape by with like 10 or 12 people. Um, and before long, we're adding a second, a third, and, you know, we're, we're up to, we're up to four leagues of 14 teams each. So, so 56. So, um, but like I said, the community has been, been really welcoming, really supportive. And it's awesome to see these stories, you know, people making new connections, uh, you know, new projects and stuff spinning up that, you know, might have been born out in our little Slack channel a couple of months ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely uh, a lot of stuff brewing in that Slack channel. Hopefully next year we get a couple more of these belly up guys, Ryan, Tom and Billy in there uh, co-managing some teams with some guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, we've we've definitely got some some bullish plans for expansion next year, so. Uh, by all means, we'd we'd love to have the the belly up uh, crew further further represent as we we look to twenty one. For sure. Well, hopefully the uh, belly up crew takes away a championship this year. But until then, we'll have to wait and see. Eric, we'll definitely have you on here in the future uh, once playoffs happen as well, because I know there'll be some things going on, and we'll keep touching base. But until then, man, first, thank you so much uh, for creating this cherry in this tournament. It's been super fun. Thank you for coming on with us and uh, we'll have you back, man, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, like I mentioned, we've got a little less than a week in our in-season fundraiser. So anyone who wants to get involved, wants to donate, they can head to our donor center. It's proswithjoes.rallyup.com slash trophy. Uh, make a donation there. Not only is that money going to go to the eventual champions charity, but also there's a ton of cool stuff that we're giving away. We're giving away a spot in next year's league for Joe, uh, one-on-one coaching with some of our, our experts, all kinds of merchandise. I mentioned some, some belly up gears in there, um, premium subs, right? You, you name it. Um, we're giving away some of the, the Manscaped packages. So, um, you know, really the, the list goes on and on. You can win a ton of cool stuff and you can also do some good. And actually breaking news, y'all be the first place I'll announce it here tonight. Um, we're actually running a private DraftKings tournament for everyone who's donated in season. Um, so if you head to uh, our Twitter handle, it's at Charity Pros Joe's, you make a donation, you'll be getting an invite to that DraftKings tournament. We're giving away a few more things in there. 
um, some more memorabilia, another spot in the league next year for a Joe. So, um, you know, give a little, give a lot, right? It's the season of giving. Uh, open up your wallet and your your purses, uh, whatever you can spare. I, I can say firsthand working with these charities that every single dollar goes just such a long way. Um, so whatever you can spare, whatever you feel comfortable with, um, by all means, make a donation. And very likely you'll walk away with either some cool stuff or a spot in the league for next year. For sure. Well, we will uh, send us that link or send, uh, you'll probably have that link in the in the uh, Slack chat. I'll post that to our um, live stream at the end of the show in the comment section. And I'll tag pros with Joe's in there for sure. Um, thank you so much, Eric. Have a great night. And we'll talk to you shortly, sir. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Good luck this week, Chris. Thank you. Guys, uh, everyone who's tuned into that, that was Eric from Pros with Joe's, one of the creators of that tournament. Um, I just want to tout this real quick. Travis and I are one game behind Stefania Bell looking for the playoff push. Uh, so we're going to do it. Travis has been an amazing partner and really the locomotive of the team. Uh, you know, I could talk all the day about how good Travis is, but he can talk enough smack for himself with the uh, the lineups that he sets every week. Speaking of smacking and trophies, Commemorate your league winner, guys, in the best possible way imaginable, right? At Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, and rings with free engraving and shipping. Now you can get a free ring with your purchase of a trophy or belt. If you use the hashtag promo code BELLYUP, guys, and if you don't see it, it's right there. Promo code BELLYUP. Um, Check them out. Extremely good quality. Uh, We'll be using some of that for my home leagues and then hopefully for our St. Jude Belly Up Bowl as well. Speaking of that, Ryan is always up to date with our St. Jude Belly Up Bowl stuff. He updates it every week. So, and he puts out the the article for everyone to look at on our website. So, Ryan, why don't you take us away with the Belly Up Bowl update? Because we got a couple weeks to catch up on. Yeah, so let's get into it. I'm going to go through, since we didn't do it last week, and since we weren't able to give the shout-outs for the high scores the week before. I am just going to go through the teams that are winning the division, and I'm going to go through the teams that were the high scores for week 10, 11, and 12. So, lightning round, here we go. Jamarcus Russell, we still got Cass 316 leading that division. Week 10 high score, Jim Jam FF. Week 11 was Cass, 12 was Jim Jam. Got some high scores consistency there. Kajana Carter, good time junkies leading that. We had Gus Brand in week 10, Zaragoza Anthony in week 11, and Philly Tusak in week 12. We're moving on to Lawrence Phillips, Raider Nation 79, Scott Davis leading that division. Week 10, we had Big Jonah. Week 11, we had Raider Nation. Week 12, we've got Bill Witt, Billy's dad, dropped a bomb this week in that league. He was second highest scorer of all teams. I'm pretty sure he had Tyreek, right? I mean, he had a massive game. You go to Money Manziel, Seahawk Mafia is winning that one. He was the high score in week 10 as well. Week 11, Bushneck 48. And week 12, Slush Puppy 50 with a whopping 190.88, the weekly high score in Manziel Division. Moving on to Roberto Aguayo, Rush J75. He's still in first there. He won week 10. Week 11, Houston W Fantasy, one of our riders. Week 12, Ashley, high score. Well done, guys. Moving on, another belly up person, Ryan Leaf, K. Will C, Kevin Wilson in the chat. Leading that division, he also was the high scorer in week 10 and 12. And then in week 11, it was all it's all over 52 was the high scorer. Moving over to the boss, we got Matty Leo, our friend from overseas, leading that division with week 10 lead scorer, the pre-snap read. Week 11, Jerry J22. Week 12, Titans fan 88. 
Moving on to the Tim Couch division, Slim Sucking Hogs winning that division. Uh, week 10, Feeling Dangerous DX. Week 11, Slim Sucking Hogs. And week 12, Pro Fan Sports. Moving on to Tim Tebow, D. Whitmore. That's my division, winning it. Week 10, we got Smoke Wagons as the high score. 11 was D. Whitmore, 12, yours truly, high score this week. So moving on to Tony Mandarich, J.M. Bone, 19, lead scorer there. Week 10, we had Dennington, 12. Week 11, we had J.M. Bone. Week 12, we had Steph Lynn. Those are the two really good teams in that division. They've been going back and forth. It's been fun to watch. Moving over to Trent Richardson, we no longer have any undefeated teams. Team Video Game was in first, our last undefeated team. He lost this week, but he's still in first. He was the high score in week 10. Week 11, 18 and 1, call me great. Love it, dude. Killing it. Week 12, AWH 6172. Last division, Troy Williamson. We got a little shakeup here. Tommy Pickles, triple eight, leading that division. He was the high score week 10. MG Galeba, who shouted me out and said, can't believe y'all aren't doing a podcast when I got high score. So that's why I'm shouting out all these guys we missed. And then week 12, Mezuar was the high score as well. So that catches us up, guys. We are going to be doing some playoff updates and breakdowns moving forward so everybody can stay caught up with what we're doing here. The league's getting close. I'm fighting for my life in it. So we'll see what happens. I'm really excited. Pinto? It's been two weeks since we did this, and we cruised on through that, guys. Yep. Uh, one more time, Tom, take us away where everyone can follow you at. Um, obviously if you, I just, it blows my mind that people are not following you, uh, and just watching your Twitter live tweets, man. Just, just follow this cat, follow him, please. I mean, Hey, even if you don't like the Eagles, you'll probably find it entertaining to watch an Eagles fan. If I had hair, I'd be pulling it out. Like it's painful but you'd probably enjoy watching those live tweets. So at belly up Tom, it's brutal. Every single Eagles game uh, and some other ones today. I got on a little bit about trace, but um, check me out there at belly up Tom uh, at belly up football. Uh, we're going to be getting some stuff going uh, pretty soon. Belly ups making some moves. We're, we're bringing in some people to, to help with our uh, social media game. I don't want to slip too much, but uh, across the board, all belly up where that's going to be a big focus for us. So uh, check it out. Follow us. Follow us on Spotify, uh, Podchaser. I, I, I don't know all the podcast places. It's, there's too many to keep track of. But if you listen to podcasts somewhere, check us out. I guarantee we're on it. Um, any of the shares that you guys can give us, likes, follows, whatever, uh, we appreciate all of it. It means a lot to us. Ryan, lead writer, senior analyst for Belly Up Sports. Where can everyone follow you at? Obviously, you're gonna be coming out with some new content every week, and then you're also the uh, the commissioner for our basketball league, huh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be fun. We got some we got some basketball vets in there, and we got a few people who who are know basketball really well, but have never done fantasy basketball before. So there should be a lot of fresh content with that coming out. I mean, I've I've done it like three or four years now. Not a lot, not heavy like I do fantasy football, but just a little bit because. I like watching basketball, but it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to the draft as the 10th. That'll be really uh, exciting to do, see how uh, that shapes up. It'll be a lot of content. Yeah, I'm doing weekly content. I'm also going to have some surprises, some surprises coming up. I've got some big projects I'm working on. I don't want to share those just yet because I kind of want to see what's going to all work out, but it should be some big stuff coming. 
It may happen at the end of the season, uh, but we have some big, big projects coming up with Belly Up. Also, we want to finish this year strong, so I'm really excited. I'm really excited about all of this, all of the sports, but mostly football playoffs are coming, man. This is great. You should be seeing a stardom sit from either Billy or myself this week, depending on how our time is working. But you you can still uh, expect uh, at least one article a week from me during season and then off-season. I've got some massive projects I'm really excited to share with you all, uh, but we'll get to that when it's time. Billy, senior analyst, senior writer for Belly Up, Span- Belly Up Fantasy, where can everyone follow you at? Obviously, your stardom sims from prior to this have been on fire on Reddit. Ryan took that over this past week for the holiday season, but hopefully you get back onto that. Where can everyone follow you at, sir? Follow me at BWIT24. Uh, looking forward to everything belly up. Like Tom said, we got a lot going on, so keep your eyes peeled. Things are going to be uh, kicking up a notch here with Belly Up Sports. Uh, i got eight days, I think, to uh, start studying for this fantasy basketball draft. I'm sure I'm going to take it on the chin, but, uh, hey, I'm ready. I kind of quit following basketball with Kobe, so I'm kind of excited to get back in that mix too. So um, not just fantasy football belly up anymore. We've got some really, really talented people coming in to help us out on the basketball side of things, so really excited for that as well. Tom has one thing to say real quick. Tom, give it a go. Ten seconds. Trace McSorley, the GOAT this season, because NFL leaders in quarterback rating, minimum six attempts, high high four here. Russell Wilson at five at 110. Deshaun Watson, 112. Patrick Mahomes, 115. Aaron Rodgers, number two at 117. Trace McSorley, number one quarterback rating, 121.5, minimum of six attempts. He's the GOAT. Done. Don't lie. Don't lie. Tom, we got to get you a Ravens Trace McSorley jersey for Christmas here pretty soon, man. Bro, uh, I need a Ravens and a Penn State, one on either side. <laughs> Guys, I'm your host, Chris Pinto. You can always follow me at AggieCapaSig on Twitter. Also, the Belly Up Fantasy account, um, Belly Up Fantasy Live account as well that we just got going on. Uh, we do have some things in the works, like all of our guys have said, I'll divulge a little bit. We've got people working for us now. So it won't just be us uh, on the social media. It'll actually be people who are a little younger than us knowing what they're doing so we don't um, – have to look for an edit button on Twitter for 20 minutes and realize there's not an edit button on Twitter. So hopefully these new interns will help us out with everything that we need to do uh, with social media, with getting out there and just engaging and answering your questions in a timely manner or getting it to us in a timely manner. Because sometimes throughout the day we have like 50 to a hundred to 500 notifications and it's really hard to get to them all uh, especially me being a stay-at-home dad with a baby bear who um, needs my attention right we gotta play legos you gotta do puzzles you gotta teach her what's up so i will get to all these questions at some point also guys i want to do a little bit a little brag real quick for belly up fantasy guys the first time i've ever done an idp league 32 man idp league i send you all this stuff all the time uh, a 50-man roster. I am number one in my division going to the playoffs, representing Belly Up Fantasy uh, in that tournament. Also, for this basketball thing, guys, kind of like my baseball career in uh, baseball fantasy. Don't watch baseball. First year I ever played it, got third in the Belly Up Fantasy uh, baseball division or baseball tournament uh, because I know some fantasy stuff. I think I'm going to do the same thing in the uh, basketball league. 
I probably watched 60 minutes of basketball in the past four years, but I'm going to go in the playoffs. I'm probably going to be in contention for it. So everyone who thinks that they're good at basketball at belly up sports, you got to watch out. Obviously guys, we're loving y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us, check us out on Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks and gig guys. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think.